What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. As you figured out by now, we have teamed up with Racer360 for the 2020 season, and we are really excited about it. I've been a big fan of Dion and the coaching that he does since we first met. I've been using it quite a bit. Um, I use their track breakdowns for any time I go to a new track. Um, I talk to Dion when I can about ways I can improve. Um, any any chance that I can to get better on track, I try to take advantage of it. So obviously, this partnership is a little self-serving because I get to build that relationship with Dion and then hopefully get better on track as well. Um, but I've been using it all the time. Um, the, the SCCA Time Trials National Tour that came through Heartland Park was the, the event that I used it quite a, probably the most last year. Um, before the event started, Dion put out the video that did the track breakdown and walked us through ways that you could improve, where you, where you could pick up time. And I watched it to the point where I, I knew every corner before I got there. And it was raining and wet, and I was on slicks. So I was slipping aside and didn't really get a chance to actually put a real lap down. But once the track dried, I was able to improve my time in such a way that I, I went to a, the second fastest lap of the event. I was, I was such, it was such an improvement that the rest of the weekend I was called the cheater and that the transponder failed. There's no way I put down that time. It, that Everyone just said it was bullshit. So if you, if you want to improve your times in such a way that the rest of the field gets to call you a cheater, Racers 360 is the way to do it. I mean, putting up an authentic time that's even leaps and bounds better than what you ever expected you could put down just shows the, the, the investment in this coaching is more than worth it. I'm a big fan of Dion. I'm a big fan of Racers 360. I wouldn't partner with them if I didn't believe in what they were doing. So we were doing a seven-day free trial for our listeners, that really wasn't, in my opinion, that wasn't good enough to get people in the door. So I wanted to give you guys an incentive, get, give, give our listeners something back. So it's it's a 10% discount now. So if you go to the description of the show, just click on that, sign up, 10% off, and it, it's exclusive to our our listeners. But that doesn't go out to everybody. We want you guys to get better on track. If, if you're serious about racing, Racer360 is serious about making you improve. So check it out. I want to hear some testimonials this summer about our listeners that have improved. Welcome back to Sentence Podcast. I am Robert, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam. And it's just us this week. It is. And it's the end of the month. It is. So we're just going to talk about what's on our mind. It. We are. I'm good at that. Yeah. Kind of like uh, this was something we had discussed. Uh, number one, it's sometimes hard for us to come up with things to talk about every week. Yeah. And number two, there's always like random little things that, that aren't sh- good enough to be a topic. Not like even close to topic or even for me opener necessarily, but things that I like would be kind of nice to talk about on the podcast every once in a while. Yeah. So we're going to try and save those for the end of the month and do that every every month. Yeah, so I got a couple things we can talk about, and yet you brought a few things. Brought so a few things, a few small things here and there. Not full topics, but we'll see where this goes. This could be like a four-hour show. This is mostly just to, <laughs> to jab at you a little bit, most of the things that I had. So, Oh, yeah, that's all good. Yeah, that's really all I was trying I, to do. I only brought a couple things. Just trying to you know either upset you or spend your money that you don't have. Or I mean that, that was, sounds, that sounds was kind of right. where I was going with. Oh, these. great! I appreciate so, that. Yeah, absolutely. That's very nice of you. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Yep. So, 
Should we start with the opener at least? Yeah, we could start right we'll away. That. I just, wasn't sure. Just if you dive want. right into this. Do yeah. we? Do we want to talk about this little sheet of paper here? Yeah, if you if you don't mind, I can. I don't give I can, a shit. I can hawk my own stuff. Absolutely, that's what the podcast is for. Right? All right, so the Midiv Time Trial Series is coming up here in April. So the first event is in Heartland Park. So anyone that is local to us, you should definitely come check it out. Um, this pamphlet I have here in front of me is the sponsorship list that I put together for our racers meeting we had this weekend. So we have Apex Pro, Track Day Tire, Bridge Moto. Ams Oil, Petrobox, and G-Lock Brakes on as contingency sponsors. Oh, shit, I didn't realize that. I just thought that was two of the same page. No, sir, two pages. I didn't realize that the second page was all was a bunch more. Yep. Look at you, Robin. Yep. I'm so, yeah. super proud of you. Yeah, so Apex Pro is doing championship prizes. Um, so if you – we haven't – it's not finalized on, like, what's going to go where. It kind of depends on a few things. But Apex Pro is going to have units available, so that will go to – Someone that's podiumed in the class, every class. Track Day Tire has an 8% discount and free shipping for all Hoosiers through us, which is awesome. So that's good for through, anybody. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to race with the mid-div thing. No. If you live in Oregon yeah. and you use Hoosiers, if you go to trackdaytire.com and use the sponsorship code MIDDIV, T-T-M-I-D-I-V, TT. You can get 8% off. 8% off and free shipping on A7s, R7s, and H2Os. Which is pretty ridiculous. Which is funny because they had uh, R7s in sizes I didn't realize existed. You can get a 315 and a 17. Oh, really? Yep. Didn't know that was a thing. So it's time to step it up, Robbie? Apparently 275s aren't wide enough. Well, I mean, that's... Miata tires. Yeah. You're just using Miata tires. You need to... If it doesn't start with a 3, you're wasting Dusty's time. And every girl that you're trying to impress this time, they they know. If oh, it's not a oh, three. Absolutely. Miata tire. Unless it's a 13, then it looks a lot wide even when it's only a 225. Yeah. That's the thing. If if you're not going to have a wide tire, you need to have a smaller Small rim. wheel, yeah. That's really the only way it works. Yep. So, so yeah, trackdaytire.com. I'm really pumped about having them on board. And then Bridge Moto is our, safe, our official safety sponsor. So anyone that... Uh, Runs with us, or I guess anyone that wants to use the code. Um, 15% off all in-stock items. DMVR, SCCA is the sponsorship code there. Boom. And then the rest are all uh, contingency. G-Lock Brakes is on board again. If you run with us, you can sign up for their contingency, get uh, money back for product for the next season. I used it last year. and Top three finishes in each class? Yep. It's basically... Look at that. We're in... It's not exclusive to us. Like So we're just included in like their general contingency. So yeah. like... Like club major races, like SCCA club races, all that stuff's involved. So, like, but RTT event is included in that race or in that contingency program, right? Sorry, Petro- so you got, then you got to have the stickers, right? Yes, G Lock Brakes is the only one that requires stickers. I'm going to try to have stickers from everybody that wants to support. So I'm going to be running out everyone's stickers. Uh, Petro Box is doing weekend contingency, so we'll have boxes to give away. I'm pretty excited about that. That's super cool. Yep. And we have Amsoil, which will be giving away uh, free oil changes. Oil change packages. How it's all divvied out is not finalized yet. But if anyone wants to support us, obviously the the more the code is used, the better our sponsorships could be in the future too. If you like cheap things. If you want to save money and support the time trial series, use those codes. 
If I've been hawking that Bridge Moto code for a while. Because, as have I. Because uh, I have people who aren't even necessarily mid-div guys that I'm friends with that are like, yeah, i got to buy a helmet this year or whatever. And like, Bridge Moto. Just go over here. Or those harnesses I, or those seats. some race gloves. or Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dalton bought his seats through them. Yep. No, I, I, I met Alan at Grid Life Midwest, the owner of Bridge Moto, and we ended up bullshitting for like... At least a half hour. I remember you came I, back and I disappeared we're talking for, about that. Yeah, I disappeared for a while, talked to him because I was looking at Hans at the time. So he used to kind of walking me through the Hans, um, just kind of showing me what well, right way to wear it, um, how it should feel, the sizing, stuff like that. We talked about that. We talked about the podcast for quite a while, just time trials in general. And then we ended up. I think that was two years ago, wasn't it? No, I thought it was this year because I bought the shoes. I could have swore that was two years ago because we so, our time was so consumed by live feed this year. That was year. this year. This year, yeah. I didn't think you had time to go over there. It was this year, I'm pretty sure. Could have been, I don't remember. I, they all blur together. Yeah, because I've only been running those shoes this year. Oh, okay. Or la- last, right. last season. Right. So I'm a big fan of, of Bridge Moto, so I was really happy that he came on board. Yeah. So yeah, um, we... That's we, all your PRI hard work. Literally none of this came from PRI. Oh, son Not of a one. bitch. I Not didn't one. even think about that. Yep. All of my PRI work oh, just no. ended up in empty promises. That's not entirely true. You got uh, yeses from Apex and Petrobox at PRI. Okay, yeah. Petrobox can count as PRI because that conversation happened at PRI. Yeah, I mean, it could have happened. Apex Pro was on the phone. (laughs) It could have happened anywhere for Petrobox, but it did happen at at PRI. PRI. So that's... That's that's good. That's a win. It made it all worth it, Rodney. It did. And I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about all these people coming yeah, on board. Yeah, super cool. These are, these are good companies, and I'm f- friends with a good chunk of them, so it's... Yeah, right. It's a win-win for me. Yeah, I think it's super cool that you were able to put together something... A decent contingency package yeah, for... Yeah, like, considering, a, you know... Grassroots racing. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of... A lot of probably larger competitive bodies that don't really have anything, even annually, let alone weekend right. to weekend, so... That's kind of my goal is to like just incentivize people. Yeah, it's I mean, super cool. Get people on board that basically could help with consumables, tires, brakes, um, oils, uh, what, you know, any, any, anything, anything to make like, it cheaper. Yeah, exactly. Just make it so that it's a little easier to come out, and then you can support the people that support you. Which is why I didn't want to turn this show into be like me heckling all my no, but, but <laughs> I mean, still, it, it's which is why I kind of hesitated to share it on the group. I was like. I don't want to be that guy nah, that's like, it. <laughs> this is my show, but here's all of the other shit I need you to help me with. <laughs> that's fine. If it was like not available to everybody, if it was only available to people who are mid-div TT competitors, right? then, then maybe. But like, no, I mean, anybody the- can use your bridge moto code. Anybody can use your track day tire code. Like, yeah, and save people money. There, there's no reason not to share that with people. Exactly. And then, obviously, it kind of comes back around to us. Like, they came to that site through us. Yeah. Which means, hopefully, they'll come back on next year and the year after. And we can continue to grow the sport and, and the contingency programs and just make it a little easier for everyone to come out. Yeah. So, we'll, I think we'll do... We're going to do an episode where we talk about schedules here, probably, in the next hopefully m- soon. month. Probably a couple weeks. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, so if you uh, want to do time trials this year, reach out to me or go to the DMVR SCCA uh, time trials website. We have our schedule posted. Heartland Park's April 18 and 19 for the first one if you want to come out. We'd love to have you. April 18 and 19? Yep. 
not going to be able to be on that one. I know. I have to miss the first or the one at Gateway in May because of one lap. Yeah. We'll go into schedules another time, though. Yeah, that's fine. So, should we do the opener? Presented by Factor Fabrication. So, I don't remember where this popped up on my Facebook machine somewhere, but this is this is an article about uh, some crazy dude from Denmark uh, who was doing like relief efforts oh, in, yeah. during the Bosnian conflict. Did I give you the wrong? No, link? you got it. I'm sorry, I, I didn't open it good enough. Oh, okay. So, um, and basically, the story is this guy like wanted to help, right? And so he came uh, to the commander of the U.S. military, their Bosnian efforts. Right. He went to the commander of that group and said, hey, this is what I want to do. Are you willing to help me out? And they said, yeah. And so he got this 79 Camaro. Yes. And with help of the of the U.S. Army, tricked this thing out. How did he trick it out? So the front end and the and the underside have armor. Excellent. Right? And then the front bumper has like a mine plow. So it's kind of like an air dam scraping the ground. Yes. <laughs> and then the rear uh the rear window's been removed and replaced with like a steel plate. Yep, it's like a it's kind of like for the, armor. Yeah, kind of like the god what car is that? Off the Punisher. Yes. It's like that car. Yeah, kind of. And then uh, the whole thing was painted with this UV-absorbing black paint that was supposed to be kind of like radar and UV-absorbing so that... So it's probably similar, if not the same paint they used on the stealth bombers Yes, probably. Probably. Which is about a million dollars a square ounce. Yeah, I would guess that this probably (laughs) is the the same. same stuff, but it's probably... Uh, like its cousin or something. Yeah. And uh, then they bumped the horsepower rating from 185 to 220 horsepowers what? from that all-American V8. Oh, man. Yeah, somebody stop him. And then, uh, of course, put some nitrous on it. Which bumps it like to 440. Four, four something, <laughs> yeah. It's like a 200 shot or something like that. So, uh, and then I guess he had like this custom Kevlar bullet. Like suit, ar- suit of armor and helmet. Okay, and I guess at some point he actually got shot through the side window and it hit the helmet and he didn't die. That's a good helmet. So that's pretty fucking wild. But like, I guess this guy like he would get relief packages, food, water, yeah, medicine, yeah. you know, basic toilet toiletries, stuff like that, essentials. Yeah, and he would deliver them to people that were being. In the middle of a war-stricken yeah, country, were, yeah. In the middle of this, I mean, it was it was a real terrible deal. Yeah, it's the Bosnian War. Yeah, it was pretty wild out there. I mean, we were people were trying to tear each other apart. It was it was they were succeeding at tearing each other. Yeah, apart. it was quite the situation. And I guess there was more than one time where this guy like was involved in like serious police pursuits. Yeah, getting chased down because he wasn't getting chased down by military and because he's helping people that they don't want helped because that's against their war. Yeah. Things. So, um, I guess he believed that that God was pushing him to do this. Yes. Yeah, so not, not a missionary, but more of like right. a humanitarian. Right. And so he referred to himself as God's Rambo. 
I think that's just fair. Pretty fucking cool. <laughs> and I guess there's a book, if you can read Danish or German, there's a book called God's Rambo that's a biography about all the things that he did. That'd be super interesting. But, yeah, if I could read it, it would be. Yeah. But I just think that it's super cool that this car exists. So the guy still has it. Yeah, and he painted it orange. He painted now. it orange for some reason. Which is definitely real... wouldn't have done that. No, I would have definitely left it the flat black, L, the UV absorbing flat black. Yeah, I want my radar signature to be small, even if I'm in the middle of the city. Absolutely. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> I, I, you're right. And it's way more ominous and and foreboding. Yeah. If anything, you just is, just put like a small Punisher sticker like on it and call it a day. Like inviting and open. And yeah. That's not what this is about. No, it's not bright and happy. Nah, no. Nah. It's dark and sinister. Yeah. It's bringing the punishment. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he had some sort of like uh, heat gun that he could use to like see if there were people inside of buildings and stuff like oh, that. Uh, yeah. Like a, th- uh, like a, what do they call it? Is the thermal flur, yeah. if you will? Yeah. What the heck would they call that? Flur cameras. Okay, yeah. This, this is what I know him as. Sure, let's go with that. But uh, somehow he was able to do that sort of stuff, which kind of like a pretty advanced technology for... Well, he was a special, yeah, special forces. So yeah, I mean, yeah. He got done with his tour and was like, you know what? He's apparently known for getting shit done. Efficiently. Yeah. By himself, with a little bit of air support from the U.S. Army. Right, which is super rad. So we can take credit for this. The, well, the Americans I, mean, I don't help. want to take credit for it, but we can certainly say that we... We enabled him. Yeah. I mean, the Den- the Danish military wasn't yeah, to heck backing with, him up. To heck with them. So, is there a Danish military? It's not large. No, I can, there's nothing about Denmark that's large. I've been there. It's not a big place. I believe that. They've got Legoland, which is large and awesome. They have Legoland? So, Legos are made in Denmark. Oh, I didn't know right? that. Right? Okay. And so there's this place called Legoland, and they have, like, scale models of the Statue of Liberty made out of Legos, and she's, like, 20 foot tall. <laughs> and, like, I have I have pictures of nine-year-old me, like, holding this Lego lightsaber in front of a life-size of Darth do. Vader. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, all kinds of... Legoland was the raddest. Did they have Legoland they Jurassic small, Park? They had small cities, like... Yeah. Uh, cityscapes. You know, and like the trains would be, subways would be moving, and there's people that are not moving because they're Lego people. But of like, course. You, you know, you could kind of walk through and like, oh, that guy's, those guys are construction workers, and that guy's like, whatever he's doing, you know, and it was the coolest place ever. I bet it's still big and cool, even more so now because of the movies and all that stuff. Yeah. And the Jurassic World Lego movie and game. Oh, yeah. I've never played the Jurassic World games. Me neither. Or the <laughs> Jurassic. The Lego games are kind of fun. Yeah. I enjoy them. They had a Lego mod for Forza? Yes, there's a there's a download downloadable DLC I think, package. I think it's one of the Horizons, maybe. Or maybe it isn't Horizon. Maybe it's just one of the motorsports. But, yes, there is a Lego. That'd be kind of fun. Package downloadable thing that's kind of weird. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Well, you can't probably can't treat it like a sim. No, it's a game at that point. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. I'm good with that. But I don't know. I just think that this was cool, and I love the whole like they call it the ghost Camaro. It's because they can't see him, I guess. Okay. But I just thought it was cool. It's it's interesting. It's kind of a feel good thing, you know, because he was out there like bringing stuff to people in need, and 
And he has a mind-sweeping... Just a mind-sweeping 79 Camaro. Yeah, it's great. Step up your game, Dusty. Yeah, where's your mind-sweeper? Yeah. Michael should have kept his, and he could have made... Oh, that'd be sweet. He could have made a... Replica. A replica. With more power. Well, it wouldn't be hard. Yeah. 220 horsepower is nothing to write home about. And SR20 does that. My TT did that. Vidborn that stock. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. At the crank. Oh. Well, SR20 will do it to the wheels. Well, I mean, I could have, too, with a little <laughs> bit of... This was a factory motor. Yeah. Apparently, one of those was for sale in Oskaloosa for $500. A TT? Yes. I almost sent you a $200 Sunfire the other day. I decided against it. I kind of appreciate that, but I'm also a little upset. Oh, I still got it if you want to see it. <laughs> I don't think it's, I want it's a li- It's already sitting on a trailer. He's ready to take it to your house. I don't think I want a $200 Sunfire. Don't you? No, I don't. That's don't you? That's too you could, cheap. You could get it running for two hundred and then have a four hundred dollars Sunfire. It's too cheap. No, it's good. That thing is hot garbage for sure. I don't think it's as bad as, as you think. It's probably an automatic. I didn't look. Yeah. I looked at the damage and was surprised at how in shape it was. Even but even I never for two hundred dollars, I'm gonna be picky. <laughs> Well, yeah, if, I mean, if, even if it's free, but if it's, you know, five grand worth of work, then it's, it's not worth it. It's not what I want. True. Got to have a manual, Robbie. Those are easy to swap. I'm tired of driving automatics. It's the worst. I understand. I want, I, I need I want to spend more time. daily back in my life. I drove Bill's manual daily the other day. Yeah? Yeah. I was helping him work on his car. What's his daily? Another Subaru. Uh, STI. WRX. He has two of them? He's got the, the, the 2012 Subaru STI, or WRX STI wagon, which is the race car. Uh-huh. No, it's, it's not a wagon. It's a hatchback. It's a hatchback, hatchback. not a wagon. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's got a, okay. a newer Subaru WRX STI. It is an STI as well? Yes. <laughs> Scott was making fun of me because I didn't know what car I was driving. It doesn't matter? No. It could have been a Pinto. You were saying yes. I was saying yes. I mean... Because he's listening to the podcast, and you go, and because we went and ate the handlebar. We were way wrong on the year. Not even close. Because we guessed, like, 06. Yeah, so he goes, you so don't even... We weren't even in the right generation. <laughs> no. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. It's a super... It doesn't matter. It's fine. You were saying yes either way. Yeah, it could have been... It didn't matter what it was. It could have been a Metro. I would have gone. Yeah, absolutely. I would've, I would've, nothing would have changed for me. No. The answer is still yes. But yeah, Scott thought it was funny that I had no freaking clue what car we were driving. Didn't matter. <laughs> uh, um, Josh Carter, who has been a longtime listener, yep. uh, owns Flat Out Automotive uh, in the Salt Lake City area. He was quick to point out to me that no super La- or that no Subarus blew up engines at Super Lab Battle this year. They didn't. Not a single one. Oh, I hope that's He's a, quick to point that out. Hopefully that's a good omen for the rest of the year. Hondas, on the other hand, didn't fare so well. No, they did not. Lots of lots of Honda issues. Old reliable wasn't old reliable. Uh, yeah, well, it's interesting. Hmm. I mean, I'm not rushing out buying a Subaru. No. One one weekend doesn't like it doesn't change at all. No, it doesn't change at all. I'm not saying it's a bad car. It's just, no, it's just not something. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of work. I don't need a lot of work in my life, Robbie. I have enough of that horse shit. I understand. I'm hoping that we put a lot of work in 
from now until May. Yes. So it pays off. Yes. That's the plan. That's the hopes and dreams. Yes. I so. would like I would like to have a reliable reliable Subaru. That's what we want. No broken engine mounts this year. Nope, we replaced those. <laughs> that was I think the first year was that was that was one of the things they tore an engine mount in the drag race or something oh, along man. those lines. Frustrating. Yeah. So that was the year we visited them. At RPM. At RPM. I do remember that. Well, I mean, I was there. Right. You were there physically. Yeah. That was, that was, I was hurting. Yes, you were. <laughs> that, was one of the la- that was one of the last times I ever really drank. Yeah? Yeah. I don't think I ever really drank again after that. You were in pretty rough condition that day. That was, that was the last bachelor party I was at. I've, not that I want to encourage this, but I would <laughs> guess that you were probably still a little drunk when you left your house. The hotel, yeah. Or whatever. I think so. Were you in Omaha? No, Sioux City. Because oh, I got okay. that, I got fucking pulled over. Oh, you on, did? On the, on the way to the, on, on the, the way, way to the, the racetrack. Track. Were you speeding? Yeah. 69 and a, no, what was I doing? Should have been interstate the whole way. So you had to be doing. I was going higher than that. Maybe it was 79 and a, that yeah, 70. 70? I don't remember if I got a ticket or not. That's I got pulled over. Name. Yeah, whatever. It's not important. Yeah. It's funny, it's though. It's over as shit, though. That was that was the year that they were the first ones to complete one lap on nothing but E85. Uh-huh. So. That's pretty cool. We'll do it again. You think so? To complete it on 85? Well, so I think that other people had ran E85 in their cars, but, like... Maybe he had to stop for a fuel up that wasn't E eighty five necessarily. Oh, and if I remember right, they actually had to all they had to like take slightly longer transits on one or two of those days to get to E eighty five stations. Yeah, to make that happen, and I'm pretty sure that Bill's car is a flex fuel car. The, I don't believe the plan is to be flexible. Oh, okay. So I know they were carrying fuel jugs and all that. The plan is not to carry fuel jugs. Oh, really? Yep. So he's got a. We got a spreadsheet going, and we're gonna we're gonna map it out, and we're gonna find all the E eighty five gas stations along the way. Okay. And the plan is because it can go about two hundred fifty miles before you have to stop and get gas. That's not too bad. It's really not that bad. That's what my Blazer does. That's what, that's what the Rav four did. It's the worst. But it had like a ten gallon tank. Yeah, I have a twelve or no, I have a sixteen <laughs> gallon tank on the Blazer. I can do about two hundred fifty miles, which is really that's not obnoxious. great. That's no, not, it's not, terrible. That's not great. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, but, I mean, at 250 miles, that's a decent amount of driving time per driver. Yeah, so that's it's, reasonable. It's a, that's a really good chance to stop, get gas, swap drivers, and go. Yeah. So I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. We, we've started to talk about planning. Right. So I'm pretty excited about it. Fair enough. And he's he's happy that I'm excited about it. So that's nice. I'm excited for you. We should all be excited. I'm glad that you're doing it because I don't want to. I can't think of anything else I want to do with my life. Well, I mean, there's a few things. Which I, I thought it would be a good idea to watch the Apex, the Race Across America movie yesterday. It's not a good idea. That was a bad idea. Yeah, it was. Because now my mind is like going to other places, and that's a bad idea. But it's a great idea. I'm pretty sure if you told Bill that you wanted to... to Don't tell me that. To make a cannonball run, and be like, yeah, I mean, we could do that afterwards. Whenever you want to go, let's do this. I know, because my first thought was, what would what car would Bill and I pick? It's not like, 
maybe this is a terrible idea. It's just like I bet, I bet Bill would do this with me. Yeah, what, absolutely. What, what car could we get that would? You could put a Titan fuel tank in the back. You plan it out. You don't hit a lot of tolls. You try to time it right so you don't get stuck in a rush hour traffic. I think construction zones are the big thing. Yeah, definitely. So no, I went down this really weird rabbit hole where I was like thinking about starting a spreadsheet of like how I do it. It's like. <laughs> I can't do that. Start a spreadsheet. Do oh, it. it's the most engineering thing I've don't, ever heard. Don't say. do it. Let's just do one lap first. Don't don't even consider Jesus it. Jesus Christ, Robbie. It's an it's an addictive drug, man. Going I fast. have way too much like getting pulled over anxiety. I, I can't I, do it. I have horrible guilt. I feel like it, like when I get pulled over in the driveway, I feel like I'm I broke like a million laws. I can't, I can't do more than five over without being like this. Is, <laughs> whoa! I'm really not a speeder. That's the thing. Yeah. I, I don't no, speed at all. That's why I was so mad when I got that ticket on the way to TT Nationals because I I don't speed and I just happen to be coasting down a hill and that's where I got my ticket. That's kind of bullshit. And it was in a school zone, which really fucked me. What the hell are you towing through a school zone for? Because that's where the road. The route, the, the route took me through this town. I, I went around the town because it was faster to go that way than it was to go through the town. Oh, so I went right past this school. Race apparently, like, like right off an inter- interstate, and they had you not taking interstates. Not to no, not to Kentucky. Weird. Yeah, it's a bunch of back roads. Weird. Well, not back roads, but like not interstates. Yeah, not interstates. That's weird. <clears throat> through Missouri, I'm gonna find out in April. You you going to TM? That's my plan right now. Yes, that's, that's why I'm not going to make our or, uh, Heartland Park with you. I think that's fair. I think that's the same weekend. Yep, it is the same weekend. Yeah, JB said I could ride with him. So oh, nice. Probably just going to do that. That'd be cool. Yeah, find some chick to take a bunch of pictures in the back of the yeah trailer. Absolutely. Hell yeah! She started tagging him in those. I know on her great. Instagram profile. <laughs> so weird. She keeps popping up now because of it. <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna look. I'm like, I don't care. I don't. I'm not gonna look. And then she popped up. I'm like, well, now I have to look. It's kind of funny, right? <laughs> it's kind of funny. Ashley catastrophe. I bet you that if uh, I look at her, it's the perfect name. I bet you if I look at her profile now, that I have more than one friend who follows her. Can confirm, you do. Damn it, guys! Stop being so thirsty. There's so many thirsty listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! We love you for it, guys. It's funny. Yeah, it's amazing. So uh, now that we've completely gone off, we derailed. I went, the Bosnian conflict. I don't even have it on anymore. That's went, fine. I, let's I, let's uh, one lap took let's over. just move on. It, yeah, here the, that's my life in a nutshell right now. One lap took over. Weird. So we were like, "What Weird. do you want to talk about?" One lap. <laughs> what are you doing this summer? One, one lap. lap. What do you got going on this spring? I'm prepping for one lap. <laughs> I'm yeah. sitting at my house not spending any money because I'm doing one lap. What are, you, what are you doing in March? My parents asked me. I was like, prepping for one lap. <laughs> not seeing you. You want to <laughs> see me? You got to come to me. They're trying to find a weekend to come here. And yeah. It, it's just not happening. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm prepping for one lap. Right. I don't have any money. Because of one lap. Right. <laughs> so. It's worth it. Yeah. Uh, it's already worth it. Yeah. Should we move on? Yeah. 
What else we got? How do you want to do this, Robbie? Are we going to bounce back and forth? You do a thing, I do a thing. I only have a couple. I have a couple things. Okay. So uh, you had a few things. So yep. I, none of them are ultra important. So it's it's whatever. None, none of mine are either. So let's just talk. Just hit me with a thing, and we'll talk about it. All right. I have this. Oh, I don't want that. No, oh, no, Robbie. All right, we'll start here then. Dead air is bad. Air. A 1966 Ford Mustang. Yes. I don't know what this is. <laughs> so this is called the Z-Tang. That sounds inappropriate. And the interior of it is a 240Z. Wait. So so somebody took this 66 Mustang, gutted it, and then somehow figured out a way to stick the interior of a Datsun 240Z inside of it. Wait. Like the dash and all. And I just cannot... Wrap my head around why. I don't get it. Did they just have? I assume that somebody's like, I've got, or maybe it's maybe it's a two eighty even. Yeah, it looks newer than a two. That's that's like a digital dash and stuff. So that's probably like a two eighty. It's not digital. Maybe even a three hundred. Yeah, it just look, it looks painful. But uh, this is this is an old thing I've had sitting around for a while. But um, it's. Uh, I assume that somebody had like a a Mustang without an interior and a, a and a, a Datsun interior without a shell, and was just like, I can make this work. I'll just make it work, but like I don't understand why. Of all the good looking dashes and that's interiors, not one of them, man. Not even close. No, because I've I've seen people put really weird stuff in two forties. Like, that's kind of like a a hot rodder thing too. To yeah, like I've seen through take cool Z's. dashes from back in the yeah. day and put them in different cars and. Yeah, right now I'm picturing a 350Z or like even the S15 dash. They'll stick yeah. it in the older 240s. Right. I, I'm trying to think. What, there's some other really weird ones out there, but I don't understand the effort to, it would take to get this to work. Is, yeah, it's and, not worth it. And me. like it, it even kind of fits okay. Well, at least it looks like it fits okay. Right. I don't know if they had to do any, so, any work to it, but well, it sure looks. There's no way Correct. that that dash just is like the right contour and with the windshield and all that stuff. Like things had to be changed significantly, right? They had to have been, but why? It does look to be about the right width, though, and that's like half the battle. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, if you if you're the right width, the rest of it should be pretty easy. It's just such a weird combination of things. Yeah, you almost have to just have it because you're not going to pick it. I yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. Have you ever considered doing that? Interior swaps? Yeah. I mean, no more than like modifying. You know, like putting Cadillac accents in my Cavalier, but not changing the dash to a Cadillac dash. Well, what Cadillac dash would I have swapped it out with? I don't know, like the best one. Or the worst one? There's no way that would have fit in a Cavalier. You can always make them smaller. It's making them bigger. That's the problem. Not like, and make it look good. Fiberglass, Bondo. You can do whatever you want. I I don't want to do that. I understand. Not not everybody went through a fiberglass and Bondo phase. Me. And everyone who didn't isn't regretting it now. I'm just saying. I don't regret it. Uh, you kind of did. Well, I regretted how I did it. That's fair. 
That's fine. Even then, I don't really regret it. No, it was cool while it lasted. It's fine. But it's like, fuck, now I gotta, like... Live with it. Cut my bumper off. It's it's fine now. It's... it's Yeah. It's... Sawzall party. He did a... Josh did a great yeah, job. You, you didn't invite us. I trusted Josh. We could have... We could have. I been trusted a, Josh. We wanted to be there for your support, Robbie. And you took that away from us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that's why yes, I, he did. This is why I work alone. That's fair. So, I like I said, this is something that I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but it's just weird. and I, It's kind of strange. I felt like I needed to bring it to your attention. I did consider S15 swapping the 240 when I was in that racer phase. Yeah, doing like the right well, I mean, drive like, like, version. No. Well, yeah, I would have had to, but like I, I, I liked the style of the S15. Dash. That's the only thing I've ever seen people do with the Cavalier is either they'll completely fiberglass the dash and make it all wild and crazy, or they'll buy like a JDM front clip and put a and right hand drive convert it. Yep. It's it, weird to be talking about JDM things with the Cavalier, but it was a thing. It's popular. It was a thing. There are carbon fiber dashes, so of course I always consider that one. Well, obvi. Yeah, it's not worth it, but I always consider it. Yeah, the weight savings is negligible <laughs> at best. But the coolness is off the charts. And then if it's like too glossy, you're going to get a bunch of glare. You're not going to be able to see anything. That's that's what really pushed me when I first got it was because they had painted it gloss black. Oh, really? I didn't know that yours was painted. Mine was painted gloss black when I got it. Oh, okay. And it reflected like a motherfucker. That's something you don't think about until it's too late. I've I've seen people do it, and it's always the same thing. It's it's like just real glossy, and you hit the sun just right, so then you're blinded from just the sun being yeah. there, plus the reflection in your eyes. Because that's like a show car thing is, you know, to body color match your dash and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like that could be really problematic. Yep. So I got a... A vinyl matte black. So when I had the windshield out, when I was doing the, all the body work to it, then I painted yeah. that and, and took all the, the brightness away. Oh, okay. And that seemed to really help. And I'm I've, sure. I've never had to touch it up or do anything to it. It's it's stuck for mildly surprising. 11 years. It's mildly surprising. It doesn't live outside. Well, that's so that, That's a huge, huge deal. I, don't, I only have like, really small cracks. Where some people like fleece them and stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Or flock or whatever it's called. I don't know. Where they put like a... You know, oh, like the like you put the you put a, a base color down and you put the, like the the lace on it and then paint it. No, like you literally take like fleece or felt that has sticky bottom and you coat the top of the dash with it. Oh, because it's completely unreflective. Oh, I've seen suede. I've seen people suede. Do suede. Yeah, suede's expensive, and this is a race car thing. No, suede's not expensive. Oh, really? Well, I mean, you can get like. The shitty stuff that I put on the roof of mine. Oh, that's fair. Because I remember when I took the sunroof out, and I couldn't find a. a I didn't want to spend like one hundred sixty dollars to get a headliner for that I would have to cut up anyways to make it right. fit. Yeah, I get that. And then once you already have the headliner out, you kind of need something that goes the two inches closer to the roof. Right. So I was like, well, for thirty dollars, I can just get this roll of air quotes suede, right, and just glue it to the roof. And that's what I did. I I guess. And I just took a razor blade and cut it out, and it's still there. Well, that's fine then, I guess. Now, if I ever have to take it out, it's going to just come out in strands and pieces. That's fair. That's but fine. who cares? You're not going to take that out. No, it's 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 there. It's fine. GM tries to claim that flat, back, flat black hoods on their 1LEs are for... Reflective purposes? Glare reduction on the racetrack. I think that's fair. 
I think that's it's a stretch, but it's, it's fair. Like splitting or splitting hairs, but I mean, GM's got to do something, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you, they have knurled rims so their tires don't fall off. It's not, it's not a thing. Right? It's a thing. The I know. Camaros have it. I know. They're so fast. The Z28 spun tires on the rim. Just tore them off. Wild. I can't even believe so it. So much grip. It's just like a Koenigsegg. <laughs> Your Camaro is just like a Koenigsegg. That's it. Yep. Same, same. What else we got, Robbie? Uh, you had one, but it's on Facebook, so let's see if this is the right thing. A The heart of the patented air-cooled... Oh, right, yes. Is, that, is, that, is this so, right? Comp, yes, Comp Turbo okay. it has this... Uh, uh, thing that they came out with, right? It is an air-cooled turbo. So no water lines, no oil lines, Uh-oh. none of that stuff. It the the you know the center part of the turbo is all air-cooled. Really? And it sounds like a really cool thing, but I'm kind of worried about it at the same time. Yeah, I wouldn't. But no oil lines, no water lines, no scavenge pumps, none of that bullshit. Where's the air coming from? Like a pump? The turbo. It's 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 got all kinds of air. It's self-cooling? I assume that's somehow how it works. I don't know. I mean... What about your... like? The picture doesn't look like anything... Yeah, too dramatic. It looks like like what you'd expect it to look like. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's still, like, oil-filled. Hmm. So like, got, my supercharger has oil inside of it, but it's not plumbed into the system. Okay. And you're supposed to change it out occasionally. You know, like, right. maybe that's what they're doing here. I don't know. I haven't looked into it that much. I just thought it was kind of cool, but at the same time, I'm a little bit not, leery of it. I'm I'm curious how it works. Because it has, like, a, a grease zerk. In, in maybe side. that's maybe that's what it is. Maybe, yeah, I mean, no, look at that. That's, it does, that's it? a grease there. Yeah, that's definitely what right that in the is. Center. Yeah, so maybe I like hit it with a grease gun every three thousand miles when you're doing an oil change. But how do you access? Well, you better plan ahead with that. Yeah, say so how does that work with the housing? Well, that'll be in between the turbine and the compressor housings. Oh yeah, that would be metal out. there. Yep. So yeah, you'd attach it to the the flanges. Yeah, that's just in the middle. It's fine. That's just a that's just the centerpiece of the turbo without the housings on. Yeah, it. yeah, I got it. So, I don't know, man. I just hey, if it if it works without overheating, yeah. If, it, if it's a it's an if it's a efficient thing, and it's lasts on a reasonable amount. Yeah, it's got to have like a ball bearing set up inside that right oh yeah it definitely is probably like a ceramic ball bearing or something like that and that's probably what the grease starts for right but i mean if it doesn't if it doesn't heat soak and it doesn't have too many problems then i don't know maybe this is a really great thing and simplifying my race car under hood and yeah making my life a lot easier and i know like the turbo setup that was in the 350z that you now own uh, the one Josh had the twin turbo. Yeah, he melted an oil line on a header. Yeah, and ruined a weekend. Yeah, and it's, you know, like if you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff anymore, it'd be kind of nice. I suppose if it's made of materials that are designed to run at higher temps. Yeah, I can't imagine it's cheap. 
no. Like, no, you're not going to be... There's nothing cheap about this. No, you're not going to be buying that in place of your China chargers. No. And that's the problem, is I only have that really to compare to. Like right, and maybe... It, tearing those apart. Maybe, you know, maybe they have a a limited runtime on them, like they don't want you... Maybe they're not for street use, you know? Yeah, and they're, you're expected to rebuild them. Maybe they're for, like, drag racing, where the, the car is only running at temperatures for... 30 seconds at a time and then the car shuts down and, and the turbo's not building any heat anymore and things aren't a problem. Hmm. I don't know. I am curious what material that is. But it's a it's a cool little thing. I like it. It's innovative. Yeah. And if it works, I'm all on in. Right. <clears throat> so that was all I got. Yeah, not much to say, but it's super cool. Yeah. Interesting. Comp turbos. Hell yeah. If you're interested. They're not paying Comp us. Comp turbo technology on Facebook. Apparently. They're not paying us. I'm just saying. But you can check them out. Interesting things. Um, we can jump into one of mine. Okay. If it'll open. So have you? I can't think. Have you ever really ridden in my avalanche in the summer? I don't think you had. Like really? Uh, well, I went to Heartland Park with you. Yes, you did. Okay. Yes. Did I open my window on the interstate? Do you remember? I don't remember. Okay. The only time I do remember is opening it for the. Stupid tools that I had to pay yeah, to change. Yeah, which we weren't moving, and I assume this is something that needs to be moving. So apparently, it's a common-ish thing on Chevy's, mostly trucks, but I think it's Chevy's in general. But like, if you're noticing that your cruise control is not working, or it kind of works whenever the hell it feels like it, okay. Or like you'll be driving down the interstate, and all of a sudden it just stops working. It just okay. shuts off, and you can't figure out why. And then I, I did notice last summer that anytime I had my cruise control on, and I'd open the window. The uh, the drain or whatever you want to call it on the or the draw the draw on the electrical system was enough to disengage my cruise control. Just Jesus by, Christ! Just, just by opening the windows. That seems pretty it's, ridiculous. It's weird, right? Because I mean, you'll you'll see it at night, like when you pull your uh, your um, windows up, your headlights will dim. That's pretty sad. Everyone has that. Just, I mean, just, we're, t- we're not talking like, damn, I'm just saying like a flick, like a little bit. Okay. You'll do it when you leave. You'll notice that it does so- a little bit. Okay. Which is normal. So I thought, okay, there's something goofy with my electrical system. If I hit my window, it, there's enough of a draw that it, it shuts off my cruise control, which is very weird. So it was, it seemed to get worse when it was cold. Obviously, I'm not opening my window. But my cruise control would pick and choose when it would work. So I thought maybe it was something on my steering column. I'd... I'd mess with it, bring it up and down, just kind of keep going, and then just keep hitting the button until it worked. Because it I would think eventually I remember work. you having to deal with that when we went to PRI. Yes. And at the time, this is when I started to realize what it was. On the way to PRI, I noticed that my, my brake controller for my trailer has a little light on it that lets you know when your foot's on the brake. Yeah. So when the trailer's not connected, it's just a little light. Yep. Not enough... There's, it's not enough to light the tail lights, but there's enough of a, a signal that it's lighting my brake controller. So if I would kick my brake or bring it towards me or kick it to the side, it would be enough that it would disengage whatever connection that was, and then my cruise control would work. So that, then I started to narrow shit down. Okay. <laughs> so I noticed that it had to either be like, I, don't, I, I didn't dive too deep into it. It had to be like a couple things. It was like brake light switch or like a brake position sensor for if I had one. 
so then I'm looking at it like, well, brake light switch doesn't make any sense because if it's brake lights, it's a switch. It's either on or off. Hit my brakes, lights go on. That that's it. Apparently, it's not quite that simple, but that's what it was. It was no, it's not that simple. <laughs> but it was. It's a seventeen dollar brake light switch was all it took to fix that. So there's must have been some failed part inside that switch that over time it just kind of connects. So then the brake trailer, uh, the trailer signal sends enough of a signal that the brake thinks that it's on disengages the cruise control, but doesn't engage the lights. So my, my truck thought it was, <laughs> why would it, my truck thought why it, would was it require more signal, more brake pressure to, turn. to engage the lights than it, like you would think that that's like on the same, it's the same contact. Yes, it is. So it was just an, it was like enough of a contact that the brake controller thought I was hitting the brakes. Not enough. Like if I had a trailer, it wouldn't have been enough to engage it to go to the number. It would. Right. Have, it would have just been enough to make it think that I was touching the brakes. Okay. But it wasn't enough to hit the lights, and somehow that's tied into your um, windows. So like when you open when you opened your windows, it was enough of a draw that your brake light switch would that contact would be enough to disengage your cruise control. What the fuck? Seventeen dollars okay. later, and just swapping that out, all my problems are gone. So <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. I had my brake light switch fail on my TT. Okay. And I had no brake lights. Oh, the opposite end. Yeah, it didn't work at all. It didn't know that my brakes were on to light up the lights or disengage the cruise for that matter. Okay. And uh, when I went to Volkswagen to buy it, because at that time you couldn't just buy any of those parts from... Rock Auto or something right. like that. I think that you can now, but at the time you couldn't. When I went to the Volkswagen Audi dealer and I said, hey, I need a, a brake light switch for a 2001 Audi TT, he goes, the guy, the parts guy's like, so the brake light switch on your car and the brake light switch on a Golf GTI are the same part number. Part. <laughs> no, they're different part numbers, but they're the same part. One is green and the other is black. And the black one's $300, the green one is $20. Right. <laughs> or vice versa, whatever. And they recalled them on the Golf, but never on the TT. So if you tell the parts store you have a Golf. So he goes, so you need a brake light switch for a 2001 Golf GTI. And I said, <laughs> yes. And that that's what he gave me. That's exactly what I need. Yes. And I remember that. Oh, yeah. And I think... Could be making this up, but I think that the reason it stopped working is because in order to get to the clutch uh, master cylinder, you had to pull um, the neutral safety switch and the brake switch off of the pedal assembly because they were just like snapped into the... Right. They just like went in a slot and then turned like 45 degrees and snapped into place above the pedals. Yeah. When you push the pedal down, they would... The pedal would push a plunger in and out on those two switches. And you had to remove them to get the master cylinder out. And I think once they were removed, they didn't work anymore. Oh. They had to be replaced. Of course they did. And I didn't know that. Great. I could be wrong on that because it's been a long time, but I think that's what the case was. Which it's, is it's, really frustrating. It sounds about right. Right? So dumb. No. I, yeah, it's just funny that it was just something so 
insignificant would have all these really weird effects. But like the one thing you think you would notice it failed for, like your brake lights. Right. No, that was fine. Perfectly fine. <sighs> I don't know. I just, I just drove with it for a long time. I was like, well, I never use my, I'm never on the interstate messing with my windows, so I can just live with it. And then it got to the point where my cruise control just didn't really work. I'm like, well, I better start figuring this out. Yeah. Luckily, it was a cheap fix. I haven't had that in a while. Yeah. You didn't have to tear the top half of the motor apart? No, that was nice. Replace the lifter? Nope. I just, uh, I was going to go to the parts store, but that was like 10 more dollars. So I ordered it. And then, because, like, again, it's not. Cause we're saving for one lap. We're saving here. for one lap here. I need, that $10 <laughs> is going to go places. That's a meal at McDonald's on yeah, the fly. That's a good meal at McDonald's. Yeah, absolutely. That's like that's like eight orders of uh, chicken nuggets. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> sustenance you need to be able to be focused on one lap. Yeah, it was funny because I ordered it and I was like, I was like, I'm not in a hurry. I, I I can go without cruise control for a couple of days. Right, clearly. So then it showed up and I just one ten millimeter bolt out and unplugged it. Plugged the other one in. Five minutes later, it was good. Everything fixed. It's so dumb. I know it's weird. It's so annoying. So yeah, if you're having cruise control problems in your Chevy. Brake light switch. You're welcome. Interesting. That's what's going to happen to me next week on the blazer. Oh, your, brake, your brake light switch. That would be a blessing. <laughs> a seventeen dollar repair on that, I'd be pumped. Yep. So yeah, I was kind of worried of some like really weird electrical gremlin, which is why I never really chased it down. Yes. I thought like wires were crossed in my steering column or you know something. And I was like, I my, don't want to deal with this. My dad fought electrical gremlins with his the last pickup that he had, and it turned out to be like bad grounds. And like it went to the dealership and got chased down, and they could never find it. And it was an intermittent issue, so it was really hard to troubleshoot. And it was just bullshit stuff. Yep. I that, That's exactly what I had on my trailer. I wasn't even going to talk about it. I just got reminded. Yeah. So my winch stopped working at the end of the last season. Oh, no. And I was like, well, shit, I really want to. Don't want to replace my winch, but it's really nice to have. I really, yeah. I need that winch now that I have Absolutely. it. Absolutely, I can't go without a winch now. No, for sure. So the not, it's probably been about three, four weeks already. It was like that first weekend we had that was above freezing. So I'm, I'm sitting under my trailer, has enough juice to get it up. So I'm like probing and prodding, trying to figure out. Okay, why I have power here? Okay, the switch works, so I have power at the winch, but for some reason it's not enough to spin the winch. Same thing. It was grounds. Grounds and bad yep. wires. So yep. I just, I just disconnected everything, just threw all the wires and connections away, <laughs> replaced all the wires and connections yeah. like at the battery. Done. Fixed. I think if you buy a used trailer, you just need to plan on rewiring it from just top as, to bottom. Just assume all the wiring is complete dog shit. Yeah. And just start over. Yep. Because, the, the, like, I mean, it's in the elements. So, I mean, obviously, like, like right. when, when I brought the Z back from getting it uh, from Josh... It was snowing really bad. The roads were covered in salt. So, I mean, that, that weekend was horrible for it. I think that was probably what really did it in. Yeah. And then I was able to go all season with it for some reason. Like, it was... Because I always kind of felt like the battery was dying. Like, yeah. Like, it wasn't charged... Well, that was another issue because I didn't have it hooked up... Like, in the truck, I didn't have it hooked up correctly that it was charging. Yeah. I had everything connected, but it wouldn't... I didn't have it connected in the right way to charge the trailer battery. Yep. So, I fixed that at the track. Actually, Adam Passetto fixed it at the track for me because he and Dalton were looking at like this wire should be here. Oh, I can fix that. Yeah, that now I have a trailer battery that charges. Thank you. As they should. <laughs> well, I know it's frustrating. I was like, it doesn't charge. Well, doesn't it's it? weird that like a lot of vehicles are not, they don't, vehicles that are designed to tow are not wired that way. 
it, that's just weird. Chevy comes pre-wired. You just they're just not connected. Right. The brake controller's not connected. Yeah. It's all the wires are there. You just no, have you to just have to splice into them. Yeah. And then same thing with those wires that charge that. See, I had the the power wire to the brake controller, and then the power wire that goes to the trailer are two separate wires. Yeah. Both on the same loom, so I, I didn't realize I had to take both of them and attach them. Yeah. So I just I missed one step. Right. <laughs> well. Yeah. Problem solved. Is what it is. Yeah. So my trailer's good. Uh, truck's good. Now I can save money for one lap. Be good to me, Chuck. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I had a really weird thing. This is like nothing relevant to anything. Uh, Michael, our ex, I mean, rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> our, <laughs> awesome. Our, uh, our one, one wonderful R- co-host R- that we used to have. RIP in peace. RIP in peace. Right. Uh, Michael. It's just cool that his dad and I are, have become like friends now. Oh, so like he called me and was like, hey, when your truck was acting up last year, what was it like? And I explained to him. He's like, I think that's happened to my truck. Oh, no. And then we talked th- talked it out, and I was like, yeah, it sounds like, it, it sounds like my truck. I think it's your lifters. <sighs> and, it, and it was. So you're track dad and track dad. I, I did. I talked him through it. And I was like, <sighs> yeah, it sounds like it. His was weird, though, because it was like screeching. Because it turns out his was way worse than mine. It fucked up. Oh the, no! It fucked up the cam. Oh no! So like he sent me pictures of the cam. I was like, oh. So he caught it too late. It was funny because it was uh, like mine. It was totally fine till all of a sudden it wasn't fine. Right. So yeah, he's, he, he just dro- drove it home one day and it started making the noises. Called me and I was like, yeah, that sounds a lot like what mine did, like to the letter. Oh no! But his his was way worse. Like his cam was like completely ground down. Um, his lifters are real bad. So it, was a, it was a deal. Well, but it just means you was, need to put a bigger cam in it. I was legitimately flattered that he called me and asked about it, though. <laughs> I even texted Michael. I was like, dude, your dad talked to me. <laughs> I assume he probably texted Michael and asked you for his number, or asked him for your number. He already had so. my number. Oh, so really? We, we, we talked a little bit previously about oh, okay. you know, other random shit. But I gotcha. It was just kind of funny. Like, why is he calling me? Yeah, like, did Michael for die? For my advice? Did Michael die? Or, yeah. like, what's he calling me for? Yeah. Because he called Michael first, or I, I assume he has a, a more knowledgeable LS guy than me. But apparently I've been inside them That's so first many, world so. experience, Robbie. Why do you get more knowledgeable than that? Yeah, I've been there a yeah. couple times already. You've so. done that. <laughs> so, anyways. That's funny. That's, that's all I got so. on the avalanche on the LSs for now. Got to get rid of that displacement on demand next, Robbie. I know. I... I really considered it because it's not as simple as just swapping them out and putting different lifters right, in. Right, no, there's some more work involved to it, but apparently it's the right move. It's the smart move because, yeah, if it if it's – um, what's the word I'm looking for? That's, those are the lifters that are going to fail or the ones right, that, that, seems that like shut on and off. They're not – it's not a reliable long-term system. No. So that's one side's completely iffy. brand new, so hopefully that lasts. So scary stuff. Shitty stuff. So, um, you had. Let's talk about this beautiful red Ford GT40. So I, I wanted. So there's this Facebook page called something about front end swaps. Oh, unnecessary automobile nose swaps. There you go. Unnecessary automobile nose swaps. Oh, it does have a swap nose. Yes. So it's a Ford GT40 Rear. with a new. Ford GT front end photoshopped onto it. How does that make you feel, Robbie? Now that I noticed it, I can't unnotice it. Yes. 
But are you mad about it? Not really. Damn it! It <laughs> it it doesn't look quite right because the the older like the the hood's very similar or not, lack thereof hood. The vents are very similar to what they had on the old sixties. Uh, it's more sloping, I think. Yeah, it's more like a Ferrari front front end. Yeah, than it is a Ford GT forty front. Got to cut down on that front end area though, frontal area. Yeah, yeah, it got to be more like a wedge. Right. Um. And then, yeah. Then it's got like the. But the LED headlights are really. LED weird. is everything should be LED, Adam. Well, yeah. Okay, that's fine. But those are definitely not four GT headlights. Everything should be LED. Well, I don't put, care what year it is. You can put LED headlights or LED bulbs in your four GT headlights. That's fine. That is true. It doesn't need to look. It it doesn't look as out of place as you you would expect it to. look. No, this one is. One of the less egregious ones, but I thought it was kind of funny. Funny enough that that it might be worth bringing up. Uh, if you've got some spare time on your hands, it's kind of a funny unnecessary page automobile no swaps to just kind of scroll through. Because this is like the when they put the Silverado nose on the Camaro. Yes, and it kind of worked, but it but it kind of made you uncomfortable. It, it did kind of work. It, it, yeah, it gives you that like weird feeling and like in the pit or something like yeah. I know this is wrong but I don't I don't just run away. Right. But I'll put like <laughs> a Miata end on front of whatever, yeah. you know, just like stuff that it does not belong on. And uh, it they're better than like you see all these like what would new cars look with pop-up headlights? You know, and I see those ones. Those in a while. are stupid. They're never good. They never work well. Ninety-eight percent of them don't work well. No. And some of these are clearly just made for the ridiculous factor. But some of them, like, okay, I can see that. That, that kind of works. You like this it one. Work. It's not bad. This one's kind of like a you know, it's a modernized take on the original car. It's not the worst thing in the world. No, I think if you would. You could kind of take this design and dial it back a little bit. Like if you if you swoop the rear end a little bit, for lack of a better term, just kind of like yeah. feather it out so it's not so like a doesn't have like sharp edges, so it's curvy. I guess I think you could make the front end work a little bit with this design. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. I like it. I was kind of hoping it I like would upset it. you. No, honestly, nothing upsets me because I know that you don't love the Ford GT as much as I do. But you're talking about you're talking the new one versus the old one. Yes, because the Ford GT40 or the Ford GT. I like the 2005 Ford GT40. This is my which least. is it's just a GT, but I mean it's oh, not sorry. a GT40. The 2005 Ford. G, if you if you put all of them in front of me, uh huh, and you're like, drive one. I would go to the 2005 first because I think that would probably be the best one to drive. Nah, dude, I couldn't disagree more. I I would want to I would want to drive this 66 whatever. Whatever year that happened to be at the time, I would want to drive that one, but that one's going to get me killed. I would drive. <laughs> I would drive the new one, and then I would drive the old one. Yep. And then I would say, "You can just take the other one away. I'll get ah, back so in the new one." That that that's the one I would want. I'm I think, so because it, it, uninterested in that I car. That I can't car. even describe. I love it. it. I really do. I if if I could, I would buy a 2005 Ford GT. Nah, bro. I'd buy a real. brand new one. No. All day, nope. every day. Nope. I, oh, want, I want sure. I want the V8 and I want the gated shifter. I want that. I want the new one. That's fine. You can have it. I don't like the fact that the you can have that. The 05 did nothing for the heritage of the car. 
I won't disagree with it that. It was not a good race car. No. Not, that not was really disappointing for me. It's, and I can't get past that. The problem is it made a really – I don't know if it was it definitely wasn't intended, but it made a really good like standing mile car. And like top speed cars, right? Like everyone puts like a million horsepower yeah. into them. Roll racing, I don't, in Texas and I type don't, shit. I don't like that. But I, for some reason, I've always liked that car. Everybody does. That I don't think so. I think you're. You, I think you're going to be the majority on this one. Absolutely not. In I'm the group, going to get, get no torn apart on the group. This I think because two hundred and fifty percent. The fact that I said I people are that going one to first, be nope. pitchforks and and torches in my front yard because I have talked poorly on the O five. No, dude. Oh, yeah. The fact that neither one of us picked the old one first, we're definitely getting no. crucified this week on the group. No. The 05 is on a pedestal. No way. Yes, it the is. The 66 is on a pedestal. Nah, bro. Yes, it is. No. The first, yeah. it's Not like, with people in our age category, anyway. I will be quite surprised if I'm in the majority. Or majority. The no, majority. The majority. <laughs> I'm making. I'm the, I'm the minority. The yeah, I'm in the, it's like when I'm you're neutral. <laughs> yeah, it's when you're neutral. It's fifty-fifty. Uh, yeah, I would be surprised. I think because it's got the V6 and because of all the other bullshit that came along with it, I think that goes against the new one. But I would be surprised if the O5 gets as much love as I would give it. I would be willing to bet you that a vast majority of people, if you asked to power rank the three generations of GT. As it were, yeah, GT, GT forty, whatever. It will be two, one, three. I'd go with one being oldest. Yeah. Okay. I'd go one, two, three. It'd be my expected list. Nah. Yep. No. Yep. No. It's one, two, three. You're wrong. I personally would go two, one, one, three, one, three, one, two, <laughs> three, one, two for sure. No, nah, I mean two, one, three would be mine. Nah. Thinking realistically, if I would buy one, I would want to buy the the O five because I could drive it. Why can't you drive any of the other ones? Because you're not going to drive the old one. Well, no, it's too valuable. No, I would. <laughs> if I could afford an old one, I would. I could also afford a Superformance, and that's probably what I would do. That yeah, that would make more sense, like value wise, right? Yeah. Even if I was that rich, I still don't know if I could do it. Well, I mean, I would own both. Just own them all. If if okay. I could if I could afford to own an original, I could also afford to own a Superformance at the same time. And I would leave the original at home in a bubble. Yep. And I would drive the Superformance. Yes, I think that's totally fair. The Superformance is a wonderful, wonderful car. Yeah, there's companies that make like perfect nut and bolt replicas of old Bugattis. Yep. And people who own the originals also own the replicas because they can drive those with no guilt. That's, yeah, if you got that kind of money, that's right. If you can own a $15 million Bugatti, you can buy. A $200,000 replica. Yes. You don't care. Right. So that's probably somewhat similar with the Ford GT. I think that's 40. GT 40. The 40. Somebody will get upset if you just call the old one the GT. So confusing. It's a GT 40. The rest, the other two are just GTs. Yes. Because they're they're not 40 inches tall. They're taller. I assume that's probably true. I have no idea. The, the 40 came from how short it was. I know it is. 40 inches off the ground. But I assume that... I know that the 05 is taller. Yes. I don't have any idea how big the new one is. I've never seen one in real life. Me neither. Never seen one. I've seen a, oh, I've seen plenty of 05s. Yeah, the 05s are... I mean, that's still only like a 45, 46. Short I mean, it's not... Yeah, it's, it's not, not a tall car. I tall. assume when you're in that, you're kind of leaned back, kind of open seaters or open wheel. Yeah, tilt it a little bit. Yeah, stop. With your feet up. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 
probably. Sure, not as dramatic as the Ford GT40, but... No. But that or your legs are straight out sitting on the freaking ground. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm a little sad that that didn't upset you. Yeah. I thought... Maybe it's because my day, I've been upset you, all day. The way day. that you, I thought, lusted after the GT40, so... Oh, I do. And the fact that I know that the new one is not your favorite thing in the world, I thought that that would really upset you, and I'm kind of sad that it didn't. The, pro- the problem so. is, yes, it looks almost like a Ferrari front end here. Yeah, it does, kind of. But it, it it fits though because the the yeah the hood or the yeah trunk. If that would have been like a, like an <laughs> Enzo insane. front end, would that have been more upsetting? Oh yeah, or like a Supra front end, or like a Ugh. an F fifty. Yeah, that that'd be closer to this, which yeah. might be okay, but still Ferrari, so it's still a little. I went down this weird F fifty rabbit hole today on my oh, lunch no. break. Just like I don't know why. No, oh, no, I just looked it up because it's great. And I love that car. I mean, it's all right. But it was, I found really interesting, and no one else is going to find it interesting because it has nothing to do with anybody but me. Last year when I was in Colorado and I tried to chase down that F50 that I saw on the hills. Okay. It was black. Okay. Guess how many they made in black? Like three? Four. Oh, Jesus. One of four. I saw it. It was so cool. So I'm going to be honest with you, Robbie. <laughs> I don't hate it as much as I... Pretend to hate it. Lead on. I understand. The F40 is still heads and tails better. That doesn't mean I have to like it more. But I think that the F50 sounds better. Of course it does. It's a V12 based on a Formula One engine. It's yes. great. So that's, it's a racing engine. That's pretty. F- so, is the four, yeah. so is the F40. It's different. It's got this tiny little V8. Ooh, V8. Twin turbo. No, 12. We want 12. Nah. If it's going to have eight with turbos, that is an acceptable replacement for 12. Yeah, I think that's fair. So. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I went down that weird rabbit hole. Today. That's a strange thing for you to chase after just on a whim. Maybe I look up more than you realize. You don't know what I look you, up at work. You did get a LinkedIn keeps wanting me to know that you had a job title change because it's still fucking telling me that a month later. <laughs> and that was like seven months too late because I, I updated. So I don't know. Maybe you got like a big raise along with it. You're no, looking I, at F50s I absolutely these days. I have didn't. no idea. I don't know what you do with your money. I save it for one lap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Robbie. You're going to run one lap in an F50 someday. That's the dream. <laughs> All of my, that would be the worst. All of my automotive stuff could be done. Remember when Abe said you want to do it in a car that's kind of bad? This is the perfect that car. That would be an acceptable... It's at the, that point, I would probably agree with you on doing one that's kind of bad. This is the best and worst choice you could ever make. I mean, I don't know. There's there's a couple other cars that I think could be right up there with it. The Carrera GT, we saw that the year yes. that we went and watched. Great car. That's right up in there. I saw it get lapped the, by a Miata, which made me really sad, but hey. Yeah. Or the uh, the Ultimate GTR that was next to the Ultima GTR. Or the, the Aerial Atom. Insanity that is the Aerial Atom. That's a special that's a special kind of crazy. Even if that car never breaks down, it's still the worst trip of your life. Yeah, doing that in a helmet in the rain with no covers. Yeah, that picture, that kind of like semi-famous picture of them running it down the highway in the rain. Apparently, that's during a like a legit tornado. Yeah, uh, watch like 
No, thank you. No. No. Can you imagine being hailed on? You would have to stop. It's like driving a motorcycle, except you're not driving a motor, you're not riding a motorcycle. Right. But it's just like, it's all of the disadvantages of being on a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. You have to wear your helmet, otherwise, you're going to get smashed with bugs. Right. Anyways. Or rocks, or everything, everything, or hail, and yeah, yeah. So that'd be super uncomfortable, for sure. What um, else, what else we got? I got one more. I think you have one more. I think so. Yes. Where am I? We could talk about. Maybe. You said you wanted to talk about Sims. I did. Is that what it is? Yep, that's what I want to talk about. Okay. What do you want to talk about? So people have had questions. Apparently, it's been brought up a few times. So Adam Passetto brought it up at Midiv Convention. He goes, hey, you know, just curious what I was running. He goes, you should talk about it on the show. I was like, okay. And then I had a YouTube comment probably a couple of weeks ago, and I, I told him, stick around. Episode 206, planning ahead that we were going to do this. Oh, okay. So I was just going to talk about my sim setup, uh, what I like about it. We could talk about some of the stuff you've done in the past, because uh-huh. I know you've, you, you have a sim setup. But I I've had a couple. Yeah. So what I have... I built mine in college. So I had the seat from the 240SX. Yes. So that's free. And then I, the night before my um, senior... Oh, God, what was this? this? The career fair, my senior year looking for a job. Instead of, like, getting my resume ready, <laughs> getting all my interview <laughs> questions ready, I went to Lowe's. And I bought, like, $18 worth of two-by-fours and some screws. Yes. And this is when I was living in the townhouse um, in Ames. So I didn't have any of my tools. Right. I just had a small workbench full of like, or the toolbox of his tools. You did, like, I mean, I was just right down the road, Robbie. And I have all of the said tools. Yeah, I know. I didn't even think about that. It was like of on, course it was you on didn't. like a Tuesday night. And I was probably sitting in my apartment bored. We probably were like skating before this. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of prepping for my senior um, career fair, I went to Lowe's or Home Depot, and I bought some two by fours, and I used a hand hand tool to cut it because because he had one of the, the Ravi. This, this retired professor had like a workbench in his basement. Cause yeah. I was renting a townhouse from a professor yeah. that lived there like two weeks out of the year, so I was renting a room. And then in his workbench, he had one of those bench top, um, you what would that be called now? But like one of those chop saws that have you have angles on it. A miter saw. Yeah, it's but it doesn't have a power tool on it. It's just a hacksaw. Oh, so it's yeah, a, it's a miter box. It's a miter box. So you had a miter box. So I used that to cut the angles, which is how I have the for, the the angles for the, the TV stand. <laughs> oh, my God, and Robbie. Then I, I, I had to have had a, screw, um, a drill because I have screws, not nails. I mean, you could have started it by hand. I don't think I did, but I could have. I don't remember. You just got to push a little harder. I'm pretty sure I had a drill. To get them started. I'm pretty sure I had a drill. But anyways, a corded drill or some bullshit. Yeah. But this all started because I was kind of looking for something to do some sim stuff with. I, I was just, you know, kind of getting into, really starting to get into autocross. And then. Yeah, that was about the time that I was in my um, storage shop unit yes. thing with, with a couple other buddies, and I had built mine not that uh, much earlier. Yeah, I think that was right on the same time. Yeah. So. Yeah. I found a Logitech G27 on this would have been Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. I probably just Craigslist at the time for like a hundred bucks, hundred twenty bucks. Yeah. So I drove down to Des Moines, picked it up, 
brought it back, and I was like, we're doing this right now. I'm making this happen. So then I put it all together. Um, I didn't have the seat yet. I'm pretty sure. I think I did that later. So then I, I don't know what I used for a seat to start. Just sitting on a chair. I had pull to that up to you. I had to have been just sitting on a stool or something. So then we got that all set up. So it's Logitech G27. I was using a PlayStation 3 with Gran Turismo 5 for the longest time. We've talked about it before where I got Gran Turismo. Gran Tur- I can't talk. Gran Turismo 6 because I was con- they were advertising. The GPS as- thing. Yeah, you could, you could put the GPS in and build your own track. Still mad about it. And I, that's, that's why I bought it. And I was ready for it. I was going to bring my GPS to like Marshalltown. And just like anything I was going to do, I was going to get a, a track for it. And yep. I was, I was all excited about that. And obviously it never came to fruition and you let me down. Not you, but no, Sony. Polyphony Digital. That's the one. So I, I ran Gran Turismo 5 and 6 for the longest time. Gran Turismo 5 always had like the endurance races and all. I thought was a yep. better game. Gran Turismo 4 had them too. Yep. It was great. 6 didn't. 6 was a huge letdown. 6 was a huge letdown. It could have been great. Oh, it should have been great. But they took what, they took what was great and then turned it into a big style, a steaming pile of shit. It's true. So you get what you deserve. Um, so you can see in the picture if you're on YouTube, but I had, so I have the frame built out of two by fours and one, one by six. Um, so I have the shifter to my right, the steering wheel, and then the pedals, and then the 240SX seat. And then I have those really cheap, um, end tables that they sell at Walmart for like 20 bucks. Like that really, that styrofoam board shit. Yep. That college kids all get. Excuse me, particle board. Particle board. So then I have a TV that's sitting on there. I used to have a TV that I bought almost specifically for that, that I got at a, not a flea market, um, uh, pawn shop for like nothing. Right. So that's out now in my shop. But then when I moved into this house, they had a really nice 32-inch Sony flat screen that was in the bedroom. They just left it attached to the wall. Oh, okay. So I put Jess's bigger TV on that, and I brought this down here. Nice. So I've, I'm, I'm all in on this for like 160 bucks. Right. And then so used wheel setups are, like, are one of the most plentiful things on the on all the over. Facebooks. I, I still see them almost every day. Something pops up. Yeah. I mean, they I could turn around and sell us for what I bought it for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they they kind of hold their value. I mean, they 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 have a little bit of a drop and then they stay there forever. Yeah. Like a Logitech G27 is at least $125 right all day long. Yeah. Um I don't remember who somebody sent me a G29 for $200 cuz they're thinking about buying it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what they cost. That's what they cost. Yep. And then you can go up to a Fanatec, which are like six, seven hundred bucks. I won't talk about it, Robbie. Okay, I'm gonna, but I don't want. We'll to. We'll talk about it. Um, but then I haven't used the PlayStation in a very long time. I actually don't even have it hooked up to that TV anymore. So I've been using exclusively my laptop. I've switched over to R Factor and uh, Assetto Corsa. And I learned this weekend after getting my Assetto Corsa set up, I hadn't been on R Factor in like a year. Uh, that. I had to use the Logitech profiler setup because it. If I run a set of Corsa, I have to have my profiler set up for 900 degrees of rotation. Yep. But if I go to R Factor, it doesn't override the profiler, and I have to bring it back to like 200. Otherwise, the the game you have to spin the spin the wheel like three times as much as you normally have to. Right. So I noticed that when Randy and Eric were playing on it this weekend, um, that they were. 
like, dude, your wheel's fucked up. <laughs> just sitting there, like, spinning it like a forklift. I was like, oh, yeah. I haven't been I on our, fix that. I haven't been on our factor since I did uh, my Assetto Corsa setup. So anytime I jump back between each one, yeah. I got to go back to my Logitech profiler and change my degrees of rotation. Yeah. Um, on my fancy Fanatec, there's, I think, four profile saved profiles you can have yep. that you can change all kinds of stuff for that, too. Yeah, the Logitech has that set up. However, degrees of rotation is a global setting. You can't change that on the profile. Oh, mine I can change on the. Fly. So I don't unless I need to dig a little deeper. It's and it's in a different buried section. Uh, degrees of rotation was only in global settings, so I have to go in and Weird. change that before I start the game. That's annoying. So I have a set of Corsa, which is by far my favorite. I think the graphics are the best. I think that's probably the most fun to use. Just to learn tracks um it has a really great online support so like you can go to like a couple websites you can download all the modded tracks on people still support that like gil made that ncm track which is really yep. awesome uh, a bunch of different cars my only gripe with the seto corsa is that the tire model in my opinion is way too slick um it's nowhere near as grippy like you can't you can't go in and like change your um like tires it's like oh i'm running hoosiers so now it's really grippy so it's, it's on tire model 10, and that's just what it is. So it's just in my opinion, I feel like I'm running on street tires, real sli- slippery. Right. And then I go to R-Factor, which you can change that on. Right. And um, so that's I use that for like Hallett, Heartland Park, and um, a couple other tracks that I said, of course, it doesn't have. But it's from 2007. The graphics aren't that great. It's just... But it's it's good for the tracks There's that less, I have. There's less cars and stuff like that. You have more trouble matching that don't you um it's a lot of different cars because again it's modded a lot of support people made their own tracks made their own cars Oh, okay so i have a, a bunch of really like really obscure 80s bmws and stuff on there that i've like i downloaded the ultimate artifact package okay so, so it's it's, I, it's loaded with everything that's ever been available right so I've, I've got like in the last year i've gone through this crazy like modding Sims thing. Yeah, I've been doing that with Skyrim. It's a real... <laughs> Same thing, It's dude. a real time sink, man. So, it's so crazy. I actually had to go through my computer and delete a bunch of stuff because yeah. of all the room I've used for the, the Sims. Yeah, I've had to like learn about load orders and all this horse shit. Ugh. Um, there is... I'm proud. <laughs> there, R-Factor 2 had Gingerman, and I, okay. know, I know Luke McGrew has it. Because he's got YouTube videos of him driving on it, but I can't find it anywhere available that I can download it for myself. So I don't have R Factor Two; I just have R Factor One. Because oh, okay. Gingerman is the only reason I would get it, right? Or if someone would be kind enough to make it for our Assetto Corsa, those listening at hint, home, hint, that'd be great. I, there is a way to do it. I've, I kind of started doing it because I wanted to make one for the Iowa Speedway just on my own. Right? But I couldn't get the GPSs right, and it wasn't. I after about an hour of screwing around with, I'm like, forget it. I don't care enough. I don't care enough. Um, I've done a little eye racing. I again, I prefer a set of Corsa that to eye racing. I've done. I think eye racing is totally separate. I think it's great. Eye racing is is not you, about the driving. It's about if you want the race. to. Yeah, if, if you want to do online racing, I'd say that's probably the best. A set of Corsa has got a really like a lot of drifters use it to do like open lobbies and stuff. I don't do anything online. Yeah, but I have an eye, eye racing profile. I've done a little bit. I know Josh wants me to do more so I can race against him. I just, I'm only on there to do laps of tracks I'm going to go to. I don't, right. I'm not into sim racing enough that I want to be good at it. Right. 
I just want to learn a track. I get that. So I, maybe if I kind of get that bug where I'm like, I want to get really good at sim racing, yeah. then maybe I'll get a little bit more into iRacing. I just couldn't. I did it some, and then I was like, well, I have Summit Point on Assetto Corsa, and, I, and the graphics are way better. And <laughs> so I just ended up going right back to Assetto Corsa and, and using that anyways. Um, I also have GT Legends, which has Greenwood Roadway, the one in Des Moines here. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, so, yeah. And R-Factor also has Greenwood. That's awesome. So it's kind of cool that I can run on that track that we never ever get to run on again. Nope. So just some of these, some of these um, historical ones, like I got... Bunch of Formula One tracks on a set of course. I got a bunch of uh, like vintage, like uh, heritage tracks, like yeah. Monza from 1966. Yep. With the that's always fun to drive on. Um, yeah, Abu Dhabi at night. You can yeah, you can get mods that turn it from night to day and, and stuff like that. So it's yeah. just kind of just kind of cool. So a set of Corsa is my go to. R Factor is my backup. I Racing is my third. Yeah. So that's a lot of rambling about my sim stuff. That's fine. Uh, I kind of have a funny story about my wheel, about I, my first wheel. First wheel? Yes. Did you, so, a, did you have a G25 to start? No. So there was a Gran Turismo edition Logitech. Oh, yeah. That I bought. Remember Circuit City? <laughs> like Radio Shack? Yeah. No, like Circuit City. Yeah, I know. It was like it's Best like Radio Buy. Shack. No, it was more like Best Buy than it is like Radio Shack. Oh, yeah. Radio but Shack. they went out of business in like 09. Or maybe 10? No, it would have been 9. And I was working my pipeline on the road job, and there was a Circuit City. I was in Texas somewhere. I think I was at the Circuit City in Waco, maybe. And they were going out of business, and everything was like 75% off. Yeah, fire sale. Yeah, and I'm just walking around like, oh, look at that. Like, this is like wheel thing, right? And I'm like not even that into cars at this point in my life. I'm more about skating and like... I mean, I Segways. had my Audi. Skating and Segways. Right. I just wanted to buy a Segway and, and drive around in my Audi and it's talk, natural my, progression talk to my jawbone and be a douche, right? Yeah, of course. That's what you do when you're 21. Yeah. I, like, I would, I'd kind of, you know, I grew up in cars and then there was like my skating phase and now I'm back into cars. And this was kind of the middle of my skating phase starting to tail back into cars again. And um, this thing was like pennies on the dollar like 75 or 80 percent off so yeah, i bought half, it half but i'm like living i'm literally living in a, a hotel so like i was like eh, whatever you know i'll buy this you know and like i just put the pedals on the floor and then i just tried to hold it in my lap and like pinch it with my legs i remember steer. those it doesn't work the first one i ever had i think was set up that way we yeah, had that's we, what i was trying to do we had one that had pedals no shifter, nothing. It was, and it was yeah. a, a, probably one of the first Logitechs. Yep. And I used so, it for like Need for Speed. I think this one, the shifter was built in, but yeah. it was just right next to the wheel, like sequential style. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. H pattern. Nope. And then, fast forward a few years, I've been carrying this thing around with me, and I have really no way to use it and no care to use it, and so I needed some money for how I fix the Audi or something stupid. <laughs> and so I brought it to the gamers that used to be in Ames. It's not open anymore? No, all oh. the gamers are gone. That, oh. that, that store chain that is franchise dead is these. done? At least around here. I, I don't know that it was ever a thing anywhere else to begin with. Not, but they're not all wrong. gone around here. Huh. But I brought that wheel in there, and they gave me like, I don't know, 20 bucks for it or whatever they gave me for it, right? Right. And then <clears throat> fast forward a few years... Again, and I'm back in. I'm back 100 percent into cars, 
And we've got this shop thing that I used to rent with a couple of buddies. And we're like, we should build a fucking sim rig, right? Like, that'd be sick. Yeah, that'd be super we're, fun. We're serious racers now. Let's do that. Yeah. And so I went back to gamers and bought my old wheel back. <laughs> you just paid storage on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm sure I gave them like 60 bucks to buy it back, and they gave me $20 to buy it. But still, I probably came out ahead of what it was of the original retail price with what i paid for it to begin with that's hilarious so i probably still had less invested in it overall than what it would have cost me just to buy it brand new at retail right so so, but that's how i had that thing for a while and then that was the one that i was using for the longest time and i decided all right i want to do this more seriously i want to be a little because like i was putting hours and hours and hours into gran turismo 5 i do remember that like Beaten, burning beaten laps, everything just burning laps and and like getting pretty good at the game oh, and yeah. stuff like that and uh so i decided it was time to take this more seriously and i had finally bought an xbox 360 i think even at the point that the xbox one had just just come out or was like nearly out and that was when i finally bought a 360 and my wheel that i had would only work on a computer or a playstation and okay. I wanted to play Forza because I had a couple of friends that played Forza online. And so uh, I ended up spending like $1,200 or something stupid on my Fanatec setup. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not laughing at you. No, I'm laughing with you. It was stupid. It was the st- – I mean not the stupidest purchase I've ever made by any stretch. But no. I, I mean I spent a lot of my tax return money on that one. one I year. forgot. I thought – for some reason I thought you got a steal of a deal on it. No. So – I did the same thing you did where I just built this out of plywood and two buys. Yeah. But my seat, um, I knew I wanted a seat that all four mounting points were flat to the floor. Yeah, I didn't get that. And I know a lot of seats, like some are, you know, either two or even all four are like mine's, turned. Mine's at almost two inches off. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, I remember my Cavalier, like all four feet bolted flat to the floor. So I went to the junkyard and I said, I need a Cavalier seat. I don't care if it's out of a two-door or a four-door. I don't care if it's a driver's seat or a passenger seat. I just need a front seat out of a Cavalier. And they're like, we got one over here. It's $25. And I was like, I will take that with me. And so that's how I ended up with my first one. And then my second one, I the place I worked at had a giant storage facility attached to it. And somebody had abandoned a storage facility and left a race room rig in there. Just just the seat and the... No, it had a G27 attached to it. Oh, that's right. It did. Yeah, so I still have my G27. Oh. I think. I'm pretty... No, I know I have two. 27s? No, I know I have two wheel and pedal setups. Okay. Because one of them is clamped to a bookshelf in my son's room, and he just pretends like he's racing a car with it every once in a while, (laughs) you know? But it's not my Fanatec. Of course. That's stashed away where he can't get to it. That's hidden for future use. And uh, I don't remember if it's the G27 or the Gran Turismo Edition wheel that I still have. But I'm pretty sure I kept the 27 and sold the GT. Yeah, because the 27 would have been a better wheel. Yeah, I think I sold the GT wheel and I kept the G27. So I have both. The G27 is a nice wheel for the price. Yeah. for anybody looking, the biggest complaint I have about the the Logitech? No, the the seat thing that I have. Oh, that's right. It's made by a company called Race Room. Uh and 
98% of it is awesome. But how the shifter mounts, because the shifter on my Fanatec and on the G27 are separate from the steering wheel itself mm-hmm. like it wasn't on my GT wheel. Where that mounts is very flimsy and super-duper sucks. And the Fanatec shifter that I have is not the nicest. And most of the time when you try to pull it from sec first to second or when you're trying to shift, the whole thing moves so much that it's impossible to use. And so I end up using the pet, the paddles on the back of the wheel instead. Oh, yeah, that's frustrating. Because, yeah, my, I had to beef mine up a little bit. so I could... Yeah, so mine's made out of metal. And, I, like, so how do I – I don't have a welder, so I can't really Start beef – bolt and shit yeah, to it. Yeah, I can't really beef <laughs> it up any. So, yeah, Robbie's got what I have there. So it's really cool because it – it's length extendable really easily. Can you uh, flatten it to the ground so that you're sitting a little flatter? Because it, it almost looks like you're in a, like in a seated position with your feet on the floor, not well. My feet, feet are out. out in front of me. Is, is it is it further out than it looks in the picture? It can be however far away you want it to be. The seat is a little high. Okay, but yeah, it, the it pedals, looks high. The Where's pedals it? can be raised up and down too. Ah, nice. Okay, perfect. And I mean it, it's it's cool. I like it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, be comfortable. Like if yeah, if you had a, a, a rigid shifter point, yeah, it's else just the shifter t- part sucks. So like if I was if I was in the market for one, that would be something that I would be watching. Yeah, and in, granted, mine's on the floor. So like when Eric and Randy tried to get into it this weekend, they're like, "This thing's so fucking tiny." Yeah, you so like I, roll I, into it so and then to, like try and stand up. So yeah, again. so I tilt the seat all the way back so they can kind of slide in like a shoehorn. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't build it for anybody besides me, and I right. haven't exactly changed in size. Well, that's the nice thing about that one is, like, for a while I had a friend who was living with me, Chaz, that yep. was that was into the car thing too, and so we would switch back and forth. But Chaz is quite a bit taller than I am. Oh yeah, so that was easily adjustable. Oh, perfect. But the thing was, when I bought the Cavalier seat, I'm, the mount has sliders. Yes. So that was still movable as well. I have sliders as well. But I can move the steering wheel closer to me oh i can move uh the whole like so the seat and then the steering wheel and pedal assembly can be expanded or contracted together okay and the wheel can be moved closer or farther away separately from the pedals as well perfect so you can change a bunch of things you can find just the way you want to be that's nice and it also it it compresses all together and the chair folds down and it folds away and it's fairly air quotes compact but yeah you could move it out of the way for when you want to put it away because your wife is like not i'm fucking sick of this thing in the middle of my living room (laughs) yep that it was literally taking up almost all of my spare bedroom when i lived in the townhouse yeah that's kind of what the that room was for was all my sim stuff and storage or if I had friends come over, it was never. And then uh, here, so it's in the basement. Right. That's why I have my basement. This right. Is, this is mine. This is a studio, and there's sim room. Right. So, that's my that's my sim experience. Nice. So, if anyone has sim questions... Don't ask me. I guess you could point them our way. We'll try to point you know, towards... Post them on the group. I'm sure there's a lot of people who have more experience on it than I do. Yeah, I know there's a, a decent amount that do a lot of iRacing. I know Gil is... Does a bunch of Assetto Corsa. He even does track, so he made NCM. So I mean, he knows his shit about Assetto Corsa. So I think if you post on the group 
uh, if you have questions or are looking for guidance on anything, I think we, we got the right group for you, though. Um, you had one other thing I think you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Uh, mostly I just want to spend the money you don't have. Oh, you're an asshole. Yeah. I knew. I know what this is. Yeah. So Nine Lives Racing, uh huh, who makes the Wang, my big Wang that I have, your big Wang that you have, uh, they have been prototyping and testing a carbon fiber version thereof that is bigger. It's called the Mega Wang. It is a Mega Wang. Made it out has thirty percent more downforce capabilities than the Big Wang. No, we're not thirty. Thirty percent, Robbie, with the same drift to lift fifteen to, to one drag ratio. 15 to 1. 30% more. And it's made out of carbon fiber. How wide is it? And it'll bolt to the same. That's not true because I have I have custom. Yeah, but you tell him how far apart it is and it'll work. He can make me one at custom width? Absolutely, Robbie. Damn it. And, and uh, he posted today. Oh, I know. I saw this. That if you already have one, if I you have it. a regular Wang and you want to get a Wang, 300 bucks. No, 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 $300 off. Right, $300 off. It's not a small. Uh, I'm sure it's not cheap. And it's very expensive, but I. Go I, fast things are not cheap, Robbie. It's so good. It's probably good that it wasn't available when I bought mine because I would have been real tempted. Yeah. Unless it's like 10 times the price. Which I don't. It shouldn't be. This should be. Like, I don't. I don't think I bet you have enough front end arrow to justify thirty percent more. I got so much. I got card. so much front end arrow now. So I got an air dam and a new splitter that works. I can stand on it. It's it. Okay, it's not that much. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you save for one lap. Yeah, I could buy this anyways, man. Why not one lap? Yeah. So I'm, trying, have, I'm trying to have, make you feel better about way. not buying this because of one lap. But it, it, it is awesome. Cool. And it is super cool to see uh, Nine Lives Racing continue to grow because it seems to be. They're kicking ass and taking names. They're popular. And yeah. it's, a, it's a quality wang. They're making C5, C6 splitters. Yeah, they're making a bunch and of splitters. Dams. Yeah. So Dalton, Dalton has to do it. Pushing him towards buying that because he's terrible at peer pressure. I mean, if he wants to be slow without an air dam and a splitter, yeah, you might guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he could build his own or he could just buy somebody else's that's been through CFD and we know it works. And it works. Yeah, it's And it's designed stronger. specifically to work with the wing that he already has on the back of his car. It's much more optimal. He'd be stupid not to. Be reckless not to, yeah. There you go. It'd be, it'd be a waste of his money that he already spent. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I just wanted to try and, you know. I know. Pull just a screwdriver and twist it a little bit. It would be so good. It's the Mega Wang. And if I didn't already have one, this would be a much a much. So now they have sell. the regular Wang. Yep. And they have the dual element attachment for the regular Wang. Yes, they do. And now there's the Mega Wang. Oh, man. And I assume that it's only a matter of time before we have... The dual element attachment for the Mega Wang. Yes. It's got to be in the works already. Do you have the gurney flap? I don't. You don't have the gurney flap? Nope. I just got the CFD end plates. Okay. So supposedly the gurney flap adds some to the regular Wang. Yep. So. Oh, that might that might get added. It's cool that like all that's modular. Yeah. Cause it's, like it's, you can buy the Wang 
and you can kind of develop the car along and be like, all right, well, I've gotten to the point where I could have, I could use some more rear end downforce. Yep. You throw the gurney on there. Yep. Like, all right, you know, develop the car a little more, get some more front downforce to match the rear downforce you're now creating. Figure that out. I'm like, all right, now I'm ready for more, and you buy the dual element wing. Yeah. Or the and big carbon just, fiber wing. Well, I mean, that's a big step because that no longer uses the original airfoil. Yeah. But. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of cool because you can get, you know, generic mounting plates. Yeah. Or arms or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, there's a lot of people that make can, I mean, uh, they have, kits for the car or for the wing separate from nine lives and then nine lives makes a diy kit that's and that's what i did i did the diy kit oh did you i thought you bought the no there's nothing i don't think there's one for the 240 if there is i'm not aware of it i thought you were working with somebody who had it i just talked to him about what he did oh okay i kind of went my own direction i gotcha and mine's just the generic plate that i cut down to be within some reason i thought it was somebody else that was making those and you bought it that from them nope okay copied what they did basically i gotcha yep so you just get generic pieces of aluminum that are cut right, and you just cut it a little shorter or a lot shorter, depending on what you need, and then you take it to uh, the powder coater. Yeah. So, so I like what Johnny's doing. Yeah, it's cool, and he supports uh, grassroots racing. Is that a lot arrow, of good arrow stuff? for the masses? Yes, which is neat. So I just wanted to spend your money, Robbie. Oh, don't worry, I have spent it already, so you cannot spend any more. Oh, it is it. gone. Damn it! There is no money left in the banana stand. That's fair. It's all in the one lap stand. That's fair. Should we do the news? Or do you got anything else? I think that was everything. I don't need to ramble about anything else. All right, let's move on. Presented by Apex Pro. Yes. ApexTrackCoach.com. You can use our code 1010s for a free suction mount. It is getting to be about race season, as we said earlier. Finally. Uh, April, which is now almost, it's, it is March. Yeah. So you got one month to get your Apex Pro. If you order now, it could be at your house by the time race season starts. And you can learn about it, go to their website and learn how they use it. It is great for data. And you can send it to them and get data review or go to uh, use Race that in your video. Racer360. So, uh, first up, a Honda dealer will pay you $900 to watch all of the Fast and the Furious movies consecutively. Just don't worry about it, Robbie. I'm just, really annoyed that the drive has the, worry the comments it. pop up on the just, front of the screen. Just ignore it, Robbie. If you work at the drive... I yeah, want, right. If you listen to this show, I want you to know that the comments popping up on the screen wherever I'm at is super annoying. Just bring it back to the bottom of the screen and leave them there. If I want the comments, I'll scroll to the bottom. Thank you. That is my. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I, I put this in here especially for you, Robbie. We know your affinity for car-related movies. I do love car movies. Especially bad ones. Not all bad ones, but yes. Most of them are, so it's kind of hard not to like car movies and also not like bad movies. I listened to the episode of Dinner with the Racers where they're talking to Dr. Uh, shit, what's his name? Oh, yeah. And he, and he, he consulted on Days of Thunder. Days they, of they Thunder. They keep referring to it as a documentary. Right. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the documentary, yeah. But anyways, yeah, so Honda, this dealership is going to pay you. I think you have to go there and watch them. So I think they want you to, like... Fly to them and okay. then stream it. Yes, yeah, so they want you to stream and then, like, live tweet. They should just twitch it. Yeah. You Because know, remember... We're podcasters, Robbie. Yeah. We could do this. Yeah, we could totally do this. For $900. You know, if, if we got a... We could do a GoFundMe page 
I, don't, I hate GoFundMe pages, but we could do it. <laughs> we could do it, and then have them, our listeners, give us money, and they could watch us on Twitch watching these movies. I think we just need to get the Honda dealership to pay for us to watch these movies. We are influencers. Them. Yeah, absolutely. In the right market. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would fly to New Jersey. I don't care where it is. I can't remember where it is. But yeah, I'd, I'd watch. I mean, that's what it would take me to watch all of them. I think it would be funny to like Mystery Science three, see, Mystery Science Theater three thousand, the Fast and the Furious movies I would, on Twitch. That would be kind of funny. That'd be a great YouTube video. And that's what this is basically what they're trying to do here. We could do like Joe Rogan does with the uh, fight companion. We could do the Fast and the Furious companion. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about doing that with races at one point. We never have. I kind of hate how good of an idea this is. I think that there's some copyright issues. Just don't play the video. Can you play the audio? You could. Well, if we do it like this, where you can kind of hear, like you have. Let's say we use that third mic on at the TV, so you, like it's like on dinner with racers when they're a loud restaurant. You can hear the music, but it's not like it's not really there. We could do that, so they can know when to sync up and say hit play. And then they can have it on their TV at home, listening in to our podcasts, talking about the movie while we go through it. Like That's... it's like the commentary, ep- like on the bonus features, where the director talks about the movie over the movie. I think you're skirting a legal issue here, Robbie. Oh, are we lawyers? I'm not worried about it. Fine. I mean, with all the money we're making on this, exactly. So, I don't understand what the dealership's going to get out of this, unless, like, unless they. I think it's just a publicity stunt. Yeah, just just live tweet that they're watching it. Like, at Jefferson Honda for your Honda I needs. assume that the tweeting and whatnot will be done on their account. Yeah. Well, not on yours. Yeah, that or you're tagging them in it the whole way. No, I think it's probably done on theirs. Yeah. And, my God, I don't... I could watch the first five... And at that point, then it becomes a punishment. I think I don't even. If want they want to me to watch movie. this concurrently, yeah, nine nine movies in how many days? Is it nine days or nine movies in five days? Oh, I thought we were sitting down and starting the shit at like eight a.m. and going to the end. I would almost rather do that. I don't think that I could do that. Like of any movie, I don't think I could sit down and start. Star Wars at 8 o'clock in the morning and watch them all from start to finish. And those and I like basically all of those movies in some capacity. Yeah, I've always talked about doing stuff like that, and I never have. Like, I watch, know, like, but, like, I don't like all the Fast and the Furious <laughs> movies. No, I don't. I don't like them after the third one. I can deal with the fourth one. I, I like the fifth one, but it's not a car movie at all. It's a heist movie. It's a heist movie. And I like heist movies. That's the only redeeming quality. I've always liked heist movies. And then you totally lose me after six. I, I, I tried watching eight, and I won't watch anything else. I've never seen... What are we on? Eight or nine? Nine is what's coming out. Okay, and then you, and nine's then, not out yet. And then Hobbs and Shaw, the spinoff. I, I have no interest in that. Katie either. made me watch that. It's terrible. It's the the trailer alone. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. It was dumb. Yeah, like superhero shit. I, and that's just it. I don't get into superhero movies at all. No, I don't really like them either. I like I like the I like Deadpool or Iron Man, and that's a Batman. And that's I like about the, it. No, I hate the Batman movies. I liked the first Iron Man. Yep. I don't care after that. Hundred percent agree. 
I will watch the first Iron Man. I've seen like the second and third one, I think. And I they, they weren't that good. Is there more than three? I Remember when the Avengers came out? Yeah. And, and we, everyone was like, you have to see it. It's the greatest. And I... The first one was fine. I went. I waited and waited, and I was like, "Fine, I'll." Like we went to we went to the theater. I was like, "We'll watch it." Everyone says it's the best movie ever. I could have gotten up and left and not felt bad about it. I just don't care. I, I, I realize I'm going to hurt some feelings with that. I, I liked Guardians I, of the Galaxy. I like that one. The first one was fun. I kind of the second one was okay, but I think it's the humor of those movies that is why I'm okay with them. Yeah. Ones that are more serious about being superhero movies, I'm less into. Yeah. I really liked Brightburn, but that was like a horror movie. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm never, never going to watch that. Jess hated it because she did not realize it was a horror movie. That Hobbs and Shaw thing, like they ended up at yeah, a Hawaiian island. Yeah. And like he reunites with his brothers, The Rock does. Okay. Oh. What? He's got, like, a whole family of the rocks. <laughs> you know, there's, like, so granite here. over here, and there's marble over there, you know? Yeah, yeah. The he, rock family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and they they team up together, and they're, like, super low-tech, and they they all, like, have these wild, modified car things. But they can, like, fly. And then they... Can't the superhero get, like, shot in the head, and he's okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, and then, like, and then, like then they... The superhero guy comes in and, like, brings all of his Black Forces bad guys with him, right? And, and like, Hobbs and Shaw, meaning The Rock yeah, and Jason, Jason Statham. Statham, fight. That guy to restore Idris order. Idris Elba. I like him, though. While all of The Rock's family are fighting all of the bad guys' minions. Yeah, I'm out. You didn't. You didn't sell me on it. It's just like a big battle royale on on like this. Uh, oh, and then Hobbs's Hobbs's sister is a hacker. Oh, spoiler alert! Yeah, and she hacks into. Yeah, give away the ending, please. Something I don't know. Fucking. Oh, okay. I was gonna say The Rock and and Jason Statham kick Id- Idris Elba's ass. That's the end. Does he die? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they smash his face in. All right, well, there you go. There's the end. Up. The rock beats him with rocks, like real ones, <laughs> sort of. That's funny. It's it's a deal. It's dumb, though. Yeah, it sounds stupid. It's just another superhero movie. I did watch Tokyo Drift the other day, though, when, I was, put, when I was putting uh, the flyer together Such for the movie. for the racer meeting I had. It's my favorite one. I I enjoyed it. I think it's the best. I, I lose interest towards the end. I feel like it's a little too long, but I... Yeah, okay. But the only the reason I like that one so much is because it's the most true to car racing. Yes. Then, to that to that particular genre of motorsport. It's the most true. Yeah, it's it's authentic. Yes. As authentic as it can be. Right. And the, and the first Fast and Furious was okay. I mean there's uh, glaring issues with it. Yeah, there's but, a bunch of but it's like you, you know, it's it's what got us where we are. Yeah. As car enthusiasts in our age, like most of us, it, it, it did something for most. Yeah, people. It, like whether it was. I mean, even me, who grew up in a in a car family, that movie influenced the things that I liked, and the car guy I am today, for sure. 
I so mean, it, it's, it's important. It's very obvious it's, with me yeah, still. Yeah. It's important. <laughs> you know? Yeah. First one. Yeah, I'm in. Second, second, second one's, one's fine. It's fine, but it's terrible, but I'm in. <laughs> third one, it's I'm terrible, in. but it's still kind of about cars. Yeah. And so I'm okay with yep. it. The third one I love. Yeah. Third one's great. Yep. Fourth, fourth and fifth is when they start to lose us. And uh, then, I think it's the fourth one where they do wheelies on gravel and then I'm out. Yep. That's where they lost me. That's that's the end of four. You're out. That was the minute that (laughs) that that very scene is where I was out. Yeah. To hell with your your physics. I'm done with you, Fast and the Furious. I'm done with you. Yeah. I'm I'm officially done with Fireball Camaro doing wheelies on gravel. That's where I drew the line. Yep. I called it when I went and saw seven. I'm like, I'm done. I'm not. I'm not going to pay to watch these again. Right. So when they jumped up. The like a hypersport like through a the hypersport buildings. from one building to another. That wasn't the only reason, but yeah, that that movie was where I drew the line. I was like, I'm not, I won't pay to watch these again. Right, you need to stop. Yeah, <laughs> but they keep getting bigger. There's two more, nine and ten, and they keep doing better. The next, everyone gets progressively bigger. Yeah, but everybody I know says they hate it, and then they go and watch it anyway. That's true. They do all these meets where everyone's like, "We're gonna go watch it and like meet at the theater." It's weird. I don't get it. We're dragging on. You want to move on? Yeah, let's. All right. So Mercedes, Formula One. Yes. Has a pretty awesome steering setup. That they are not going to be able to use after this year. But that was always the plan. The 2021 rules closed that loophole before they even announced they were doing this. Oh, okay. So Mercedes, so okay, back up a little bit. So Mercedes debuted at their first practice session a new steering system called the DAS uh, what's that called? Dynamic, no, dual axis. Dual axis steering. So basically, what happens is when you're when they're driving and the steering wheel is pushed all the way forward, you have your normal toe setup, which is you know let's just say it's a couple degrees towed out. Yep. Just for sake of argument, let's just say it's two degrees towed out, which when you're going down the straight is going to add a lot of scrub. But it's really great for when you turn in corners because you're already so scrub is heating the tire and you're you're, basically, you're you're essentially dragging part of and your tire and slowing you slowing your rate of acceleration. Yeah. So the new their dual axis steering system, the driver when they're on the straight would pull the steering wheel towards them. Let's just say four inches, just you know enough, and it's a mechanical action that then takes the wheels and turns them in, so they're pointed straight, eliminating the scrub. So now you're not burning your tires down and you're and running down the straight and, and you're accelerating at a slightly higher rate. Yes. Which in Formula One, every little bit counts. Every fraction of a fraction of a second matters. Yeah. So I, and they, and Mercedes worked with the FIA and the rules and all them from the start. So they knew this was coming and they, they said, yeah, this is, it's legal because you're not, they're not changing suspension geometry. And this is where it gets muddy because Everyone assumes toe is a part of a suspension setup. But every time you turn the wheels, left, right, whatever, you're changing your toe. You're not, it's not a, a fixed motion. Right. Caster and camber, if you, would, if you would mess with that, I totally agree that that changes, that you're changing a, a suspension setup. So as the way the rules are written, because it's not hydraulic, it's not electric, it is... Strictly it's a mechanical linkage. It's a mechanical linkage that the steering wheel is controlling the angle of the of the wheels. The way the rules are written, it is still doing that. 
Yep. So it's perfectly legal. You turn the steering wheel left or right. It turns the wheels left or right. You pull the steering wheel towards you. It straightens them out or turns or tows them in or out. Basically, it moves the steering box closer to you, which pulls a little bit of toe out by pulling the, you know, the steering rack. Yep. By moving that, it straightens out the wheels because it shortens up the distance. Oh, gotcha. I see what you're saying. That's how that's working. Yeah. When you pull the the center point towards you, it pulls the outside points in. I thought it was super innovative. I saw the the it's gift. so simple. And brilliant. But brilliant. All the really great innovative ideas are, are simple. simple. Right. Well, there was, I'm trying to think who it was. There was some theorist or some, like, some engineer or someone that said that, you know, we, we got millions of patents, but in all reality, there's only ever been 42 novel ideas. Or something like that, where it's basically okay. saying, it was, just, it was just one of those things like, there's you, there's no such thing as inventing something new anymore. It's just no, a, it's, it's, it's it's just a reiteration of something that's already of, been. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I thought this was it was super cool that they're coming out and just like it's well with it's within the rules. You're not changing your caster or your camber, and again, you could argue whether or not toe is part of suspension or not. And I would, in this instance, I I. I would side with Mercedes on this and say yeah. that it's, I understand. I completely agree with it being legal. So do you think all the other teams are going to scramble to figure it out too? I would bet this year? a couple do, but I would also bet that a good chunk of them are going to say it's not worth it. The, right. the money and time they could focus on. The the mid-pack and back are not going to spend the money on it because they're just going to focus on development for 2021. Unless Mercedes shows in the first race to be seconds faster than the rest of the pack. I don't see anyone messing with it. I haven't been paying that much attention to their testing, but last I saw, the fastest lap that Lewis Hamilton did in testing, he did not use this system to set. That was true. That was last week. Um, this week, or the previous week, this and this week, um, he wasn't like they're definitely doing different practice sessions. So like Mercedes was like five and sixth today. This would be Wednesday, right? So I but mean, the thing and, I think is more important. It's less about to me. This system is less about the speed and more about tire longevity, right? Because this day and age, so much of a Formula One race is won and lost in your pit strategy. Yes, it is. And if you can save those tires for one or two more laps at the end of the race, that's the difference between winning and losing. Yes, yes, I completely agree. And so, this system isn't about being seconds faster than Ferrari or Red Bull. It's about doing two more laps with the same set of tires. Yes. Because, I mean, how often last year on the radio did you hear Lewis Hamilton say that his tires were dead? Right. Every race. And if Ferrari could have pulled their head out of their ass and had a decent strategy for once, they probably could have won half of those races. Yes. They probably could have put a hurt into Mercedes' chance at winning that. I think Mercedes still would have won. I, I agree. But it might have been worth watching. It would have been a little bit more of a competition. Right. But I, I would guarantee that this kind of stems from that those radio interactions where Lewis comes back to the pits and goes, what the fuck can we do to keep these tires on track? Right. I'm ruining them. Right. They, and then, the, obviously, the race engineer goes, stop driving like the way you do. And then he's going to say, no, I'm fast. And then, yeah. then now they have to compromise by changing the system. Right. Figure it out. Yeah. So I would be – we'll see. I We'll see if anyone makes any dramatic changes. I think – I also am curious what it's like – to race with this i'm curious if it is almost like spring-loaded or naturally wants to be forward 
and that it takes force to pull it back. Oh, I'm sure it's weighted because, to keep you from like being partway through a turn and, pulling and like it, matting the gas and having the acceleration and having it pull away. That would I would be worried about that. And then like if you have to lock and unlock it, that'd be another thing. Because yeah, if it takes force to pull it, you're exhausting yourself. I'm sure it's weighted. So I'm yeah I'm curious. I'm, my mind goes straight to that. Like, how do they control that? Because yeah, if, let's say if it's too, if it's too loose, he's going to pull it when he doesn't want to pull it. Right. And then th- that could be that could cause problems, like changing the direction of your turn. Or if it's too heavy, he exhausts himself halfway through a race, and then he's not going to use it, and his hands are too tired to even make a regular turn right. I mean, let's, you know, let's just say Abu Dhabi, for example. It's 120 degrees. He's struggling to stay not yeah. ex- exhausted to begin with. And then you're adding right. a workout, yeah. So I, I'm very curious if, how I'm, that works. I'm sure that it's it's sprung in just the way. Most likely, Mercedes is probably not going to fuck that up, but you never know. Just don't skip arm day, bro. You should never skip arm day, leg day, chest day, back day, core day, ab, core day, whatever. I doubt he skips any day. Lewis Hamilton works out a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. He dated Nicole Scherzinger, so I'd work out a lot, too. I'd try to keep her around. She's hot. Oh, Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. Uh, There's a bounty. Yes. For Mr. Kyle Bush. Yes. Kevin Harvick has put up a $50,000 bounty to the first person who can beat Kyle Bush in a a truck race. Truck race. And And then the series. Has to be a cup driver. Right. And then the series sponsor said, I like that idea. Let's double it down. 100 grand. 100 grand to the first cup driver who can beat Kyle Bush in a truck race. And Kyle Bush says, Bring it on. That sounds fun. Let's do this. Yep. It's on. And if he, if he gets beat within the next four races, he'll pay 100 grand to some charity. I can't remember where. So this is brilliant. I love it. It's the best. I'm not interested in trucks until like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, now I want to watch truck races. The next four truck races, I'm going to pay attention to the results on. Uh-huh. Probably not going to watch them. I don't have time. I might watch them if I, if I, I don't have a way of watching them. There's always a way. Okay, that's fair. I can illegally stream them through YouTube or something, but... There's always a way. But uh, I just... I love it. It's good marketing. <laughs> but it's totally accidental. Yeah. At least I assume it is. Yeah, probably. I don't think that I think it started. I don't as a think joke. that like a group of guys sat down and go, "All right, how do we get more people to watch the truck races?" Oh, I know. Let's 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 put a bounty on Kyle Busch's head. Like this, this started from a tweet. Yeah, I think it started as like a tongue in cheek joke to like, let's see, let's make some good out of this. Yeah, which isn't, isn't like half the good marketing started that way anymore. It should be. <laughs> it just kind of starts as like someone screwing around. Like, actually, that's not a bad idea, and then you just kind of go with it, right? So, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I just really think that no, it's think, awesome. I think it's good. It's kind of kind of shows how dominant he's been in yeah, the truck it's, series, it's which is crazy because he's also, you know, racing in the uh, what, what series would that be? Monster, he's a, he's a cup driver. Yeah. So he's the, the dude never Monster stops. Yeah, cup. he never stops racing. Well, that's that's the way it used to be. Yeah, he run, back run, in the day, running like because he also he also runs dirt. Yeah, he's not as dominant in dirt. No. At least my, my understanding. I'm sure someone's going to correct me on that, but well, yeah. But I mean, whatever. his his winning streak has gone. It goes all the way back, you know, in previous years. Yeah, I mean, he's he's, he's been he's doing very very well. Won the last eight races he's been in. Yeah, that's impressive. He hasn't been in all 
Like he not, hasn't he, won every cup or every truck race, but, he, but every truck race he's been in, he wins. He's won the last eight that he has competed in. Yeah, because his cup contract only allows him to race certain times of the year, and he can't do it during the playoffs or right, whatever. Right. But, but I, it is super cool that he that he's you know he's that well established of a racer, and yet he's still just like I'm going to go race here too and over there. Well, the article that I read. There were some people that were like talking about how they don't think he should be allowed to run a truck. Why not? If he wants to spend the money to be there, you let him be there. It's, well, it's only going to help your series. Because he's a cup driver. Oh, why would we just give him driver ratings too? Well, fuck. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Come I don't disagree on. with you. But I thought it was funny that people were like, uh, if he has to close down his his truck racing team, then you're putting people without out of a job. Yeah, he's going to close up shop and take a bunch of people with him. Yeah. I mean, that's bad for the sport. Yeah. You want him there. Yeah, you, that, you puts, that puts fans in the seats. The better the driver in your series, the more people are attracted to it. Probably. If Lewis Hamilton was like, I'm running the truck series next year, a lot of people are going to go, well, I got to watch that. Why is he doing that? <laughs> that's why it was such a big deal to have Alonzo in the Indy 500. And he's back again this year. He's back again. He wants to run a few more even. I'm Yeah, go for he's it. He's open to running a few more IndyCar races. Come to week. Iowa. Come on a podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about it. I would die. I, I probably <laughs> wouldn't show up. If you thought I was nervous talking to Freddie Hunt. Over the phone. Oh, my God. Talking to, for, to well, Alonzo well, in your basement. Welcome to my shitty house. <laughs> I'm sorry these mics are shitty. I'm sorry I'm shitty. That would Every, be out of control. Or any of those guys. Like Scott Dixon. That'd be so cool. That would be cool. I need to get access so I can just like start talking to people at the Iowa Speedway. Yeah. That'd be rad. Probably could. Just get that little backstage pass thing that Michael got. R.I.P. in peace. <laughs> just get that backstage pass he got. And then go he talk to the people. He has a hookup though. I'll bet we could get that hookup. I bet we could get like mid-level media. Uh, media access to that. Well, I, I have every intention of trying to get the Stadium Super Chucks media pass when they're at Lake Hart, or uh, Elk Hart Lake. Elk Hart Lake. Lake. Road America. Yeah, let's just do that. Say Road America. When they're at Road America, I want to try to get media passes. It's in August. I want to go so bad. That would be fun. I was talking when we were down in um, at Coda. The next weekend was WEC, and I was like, oh, we should have came the next weekend. Yeah, it's just stick around, man. Yeah, it was the six hour. That would have been cool. Did I tell you about that? No, man. They were, so, like, a bunch of the paddock area was filled with those giant shipping containers. Oh, of all those cars were already there? And while we were there on Saturday, we're walking around the paddock, and some people pull up in this fucking crazy, like, really low, sleek aluminum enclosed trailer that had like collapsible door or sides okay. folding sides yeah. they pull up it's just like a couple dudes right they just look like dudes and they open one of those shipping containers and they pull out a GTLM 911 <laughs> and then we're like oh fuck these are the WEC cars that's what's in those I was like there might be a Toyota LMP1 car in one of those I'll guarantee it and dude they were held together or held shut with like 516 bolts with like a like a yeah, air quotes tamper proof nut on the end, and I was like, "So we're gonna break into these tonight, right?" 
you know how much a bolt cutter costs? <laughs> we're going to break into these and just like sit in an LB1 car, right? Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to steal it. I just want to. I have no interest in doing anything. I just want to see it. I want to know what it's like to sit in that car. I don't care if it smells like urine because of all the pee in it. It can still be wet. That's fine. I'm sitting. I in need it. to know. I can wash these pants. It might be better if it's still wet. I feel more involved. It'll add to the experience for sure. Yep, that's a better story. For sure. Then you got to go and figure out whose pee it was. Dude, I was like, oh my God. And then they come back and grab another one out of another container. Oh, man. Where they go with them? Just left? I assume that the that the race team is probably based in Austin. Oh, Where they yeah. have uh, like a friend shop or something like that. And they were just make, going through the cars, making sure they were ready for next week. Yeah, I suppose if you're... If you're local or there, you might as well start looking through them. Right. Makes sense. So. Should we shut this shit down? Yeah, it's been a couple hours. It's been uh, too long. Yeah, we'll be I back to work. Oh, wow. That sucks. Yeah. Story about Yeah, I go back tomorrow. That sucks, too. It's true. We'll be back here next week. We'll probably have a topic. Or we won't. I got a couple ideas. All right. I'm in. Or I don't. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll see. All right. We'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>